And that's how you're different. Like yes. an MLB commentator or something. Yeah. Well, her voice is all fucked up right now, so it's like, and death! <laughs> Did it get worse after the pirate party? No. It's, no, ju- it's, it's just, just as bad just as where it was before. Okay. It was well, great. Like, she sounded think, like Dr. Girlfriend. Dr. Girlfriend. Oh, I think she damaged her vocal cords, so good luck. It was all the coughing she did when she was ill. Yeah. So. Literally towards the end of the podcast last time, it was definite Emma Stone uh, vibes <laughs> coming across. <laughs> So that might be how she sounds from here on out. Wow. Oh, oh God. Optimistic no. Matt just. Oh, I won't be able to be in the same room. Bring in the good vibes. No, it's great because she'll do like a. You caught that, right? What? It's just lusting for Emma Stone Deb. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll try to hit a high octave and she'll, she'll like. Oh, it it just won't work. She doesn't. She doesn't. She tries not to talk much at home when she's not. Perfect. If I lived with you, I'd do the same. If I lived with you, I wouldn't try to breathe too much while I was at home. Oh, what a burn. Oh, I know. I feel that all the way over here. Oh, man. I don't like you. I don't need some water. I still don't like you. What you did to me when you left the party. What did you do? I do. Was okay, funny. you know what? I wasn't in the room. I just had, <laughs> I had was just outside doing my hey, thing, hoping hey, it was working. You drove away like a pussy. Yeah, you did. He sped away like you a, drove away. My like my, my, my dude, like, I was outdoors for like multiple songs. I'm like, obviously no. This, either either I figured it wasn't working or I wasn't gauging a reaction. No. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm out. But we were all talking and yelling, and then okay, uh, let's, let's we back eventually. Up, uh, what, where is this taking place? My house. Okay. What was happening? The pirate party. Okay. So there was a bunch of setting screaming, established screaming people. <laughs> All right. And then eventually, like the there was a lull in the conversation. And I, what is this shit music? I did not play this. Who did this to me? Baby Shark and Barry Manilow. <laughs> and the and inter- <laughs> I will have you know that Deb had me scour the house looking for noisemakers. <laughs> it did cross my mind it would have been a great time. You are not to be trusted alone. You're like a small child. You Like a small arsonist. I walked up to you and I asked you what your Wi-Fi password was, and you gave it to me. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now I know I gotta harden my security. I gotta make like a special <laughs> password just for you that only gets you to the outside internet and it doesn't screw with my Google stuff. Because wow. he, he, he's got Google all over. He, he just yeah. yells at Google all day long to do his work for him. Yeah. And so, knowing that his house is Googleified. And that I have the Chromecast app on my phone. <laughs> I figured I would play DJ for a little while after I left the party. <laughs> after I left. Could have been worse. He could have put in Seabat by Hudson Mohawk in. I don't know what any of those words were. You I see, know, right? I forgot the name of it. I wanted to. Cause, oh. Because oh. it would have been a callback from hell. It would have been wonderful. Yeah. It's I, a, don't, I still a, don't know what it, it is. That it is, is allegedly... The uh, ha- it's a song that has the perfect rhythm to do the nasty to. 
And According goes, to who? <laughs> this one guy on the net. <laughs> oh, 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 there's one guy. one guy. No, the, right. the story. The story Problem is solved. You're good at research too, aren't you? <laughs> Indeed. the the uh, The story is the guy posted on his Twitter account. So my girlfriend, I, I, he posted something like, "I think this song has, or this music has, the best rhythm to do the nasty to," and. For the past two years, apparently my girlfriend has been putting up with it, but she finally told me to stop. And then he linked to the YouTube thing, and it's terrible. It's it's it's, it's it, a it's a boner killer. Let's just put oh, it that way. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's like it, it's like it's really high pitched, as in you would expect to see. It back sounds to like be. dolphins are singing. Yeah, it's a okay. Great. I don't need to go listen to it now. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Boy, those That's are, your theme those song. Those are short <laughs> yeah. thrusts. I was like, this, this is <laughs> There's no depth there. And it's, is that the length of the song, that, right That No, it's it like, like three and a half minutes. <laughs> well, optimistic, <laughs> is he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's he do with the other two and a half minutes? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does kind of build. <laughs> kind of? For me, I've never had any music playing but if i did i would experiment with the classic bolero of course you would because <laughs> you know when i was a kid that zeppelin was... four side two <laughs> the dirge of the volga river yeah. boatman and not the and not the uh 2112 and not the classical station <laughs> fm radio cut of bolero congratulations talking the fool no yours would be in the air tonight by phil collins right when that drum solo goes yeah. you're like oh there's the steve old face oh when the little kid drives in to the garbage cans. And then the rest of the song is just disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks, to one. Geek Shock number 663. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. And now featuring just Michael. And Professor Biggs. And we're here to talk week and gig. I, I, I was Stole wondering who was going to win end. that fight. And then now I know. Now I know. Uh, so, uh, so, Matt, what do you, uh, what's your favorite song to a boink to? That, that, that sets the rhythm. <laughs> no, now, I want to let everyone know that uh, Paulette is in the room and staring intently at him at yeah, this why, very, very moment. Well, I, I, I'm and he's not what, making eye contact. She can't we, wait to hear what's coming out of his mouth. I was going to say, not why, answering that. why are we even asking him, Paulette? <laughs> she can tell us. I mean, uh, who's going to be speaking when it comes to what it, geeky stuff he did this week? I did absolutely she nothing. Uh, it's, um, let me guess. You it's, took notes? Let me guess. Wow, she's got notes. Oh. And this is a tribute to uh, Fact Check. It's uh, Canada's Elvis Gordon Lightfoot something. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> Jess Michael, you know it's coming. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say it, okay? I thought I was going to get asked. What geeky things did I do this week? No, well, no, no. Yeah. What is the song? Oh, come on. What's the, what's the song? Uh, honestly, no, no, wait, wait, wait. we got to set the stage here. His girlfriend's sitting right over there yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to ignore us all on her phone. Away. Also not making eye contact. Yeah. Look away. Uh, Seven like, Nation this Army. Is so st- oh, okay. You <laughs> know yeah. what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's, welcome. Yeah. I'm my, in my back pocket. That one goes. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a good rhythm and it it pounds. Oh yeah, Jodeci from the nineties. Jodeci from the nineties. Not the aughts, not aughts Jodeci. Nineties Jodeci. She's checking, folks. That, that, well, Paulette, we can't hear you. I'm just saying. Can't hear you. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Or you yeah. can talk over here. Just come on over here. Oh, boy. Anything from the Magic Mike soundtrack. Oh. Okay. Oh. Including video. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> so she can close her eyes and pretend. Best answer yet. <laughs> <laughs> If she if she <laughs> said, if she yells out chanting in the middle, then you know you're. you're but if she starts chanting in the middle, you know you're doing <laughs> good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. The Geek Shock Book Club is reading Truth Machine by James L. Halperin. Thank you, everyone, everyone, one and all, Shock Bunkies, all listeners, Kofi members especially. Uh, it's I've missed you. I've missed you very very much. It's Aww. it's good to be back. Um, so moving on, it's it's great to have you back, Mike, it's visiting here, for this yeah. week. So uh, joining in the show. So I have to start with you. What geeky thing did you do this week? Well, I came to Vegas. That's pretty uh, geeky. Yeah, pretty geeky. Pretty, well, it was because I came for a pirate party. Oh, who thrown, does that? Thrown by our own uh, 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 Mr. Vlarg. Who does that? Yeah. Well, well, Vlarg. Every other year, you do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, every and, other year, because these things are a little pricey. And uh, it's just a lot to do. So uh, on the off years, I do some weird like movie watching thing. Just watch a pirate movie? No, actually, uh, one year we did uh, all three Lord of the Rings extended editions all day with seven <laughs> uh, seven poppet meals. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's we some fantastic that. planning. We should do that again. I like it. Yeah. I'll be sick that day. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be sick afterwards. <laughs> You'll be sick during. <laughs> That's all right. I have three bathrooms. It's all good. Ooh, Did Omega Mart? Look at this guy. Yeah, every fifteenth Omega Mart. I purposely got three bathrooms so that Mike can throw up in one of them, and we'd always have <laughs> two more for other people. Yeah, the last time uh, I spent a good amount of time in the pirate bathroom, kind of taking up space that people needed. But uh, yeah, I was not in a way to to get out of there. <laughs> this was the not this party, but the last one. The last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one I behaved. I wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. There was one where like. There was warp core breaches that were being attempted. Well, there's your problem. And I started with the sample one because, like, <laughs> the sample Barry had to like figure out if it worked. <laughs> the test. It, the, the, I was the, the test, test warp core <laughs> test kitchen. <laughs> and then, like, people would ask for them, and of course Barry would oblige and make them one. And they'd be like, ah, "I've had enough of this. Uh, here, Michael. Oh, okay. This is off." So you were then the trash can yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, there was a while where I just, I just uh, blacked out a little bit, and then I woke up in a bathroom. Yeah, I, uh, I've had that. I've had that exact same experience. I yeah. was the blender tester. Yeah, not, not good. Yeah, Especially, also at Barry's. No, this oh. is decades ago. Oh, okay. But I also was just getting over the flu too. So well, okay. Was this the uh, the puking blood? Um, no, this was a few years before the puking blood. What the hell did you drink? Jesus Christ. Uh, Glass? Tax? No, the, the puking blood incident was uh, when I was working at the Queen Mary uh, in Long Beach. Right across the bay, there was a restaurant called the Mardi Gras. So I had the brilliant idea for Mardi Gras. Let's go over to the Mardi Gras and close the place down. And everyone went, yay! And we did. And everyone ordered pitchers of strawberry margaritas and then bailed, except for me and our Australian techie girl. And we were like, well, we're not going to let these go to waste, are we? So we had like five pitchers of strawberry margaritas. So you, oh. weren't, you, so you weren't puking blood. You were puking worse things, strawberry margaritas. Strawberry margaritas. Mm. No, it was because I puked all night long. And it was on the trip back to work the next morning that I was like, pull over, pull over. And, bleh, and I was like, oh. I guess I'm the DD for a while. <laughs> what happened to the Australian girl? 
I don't know. No, she's Australian. Game. She's, she's Australian still there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was fine. She was the driver. It she was probably like, added like, 10 oh, years from, to her life. She's like, I'm from Australia. I'll give you a ride home. Because yeah. <laughs> she was also like six feet tall, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> what music did you play? Anything uh, by Men at Work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, land Down Under. Laugh uh, Kookaburra Laugh. You know? Yeah, Laugh Kookaburra Laugh. Uh, or Kylie Ma- Minogue. Waltzing yeah. Matilda. Uh. So, Mike, you went to Area yeah. 15. I went to Area 15. I did uh, Lost Spears, Spears Distillery. I did uh, Not the Burlesque. <laughs> calm down. Uh, we did uh, Drinking with the Magicians. Sorry, there's a story no. there about right. Steve being late and not getting to go to Lost Spirits. Oh. So, uh, drink, I could have made what's, it. What's My drink, phone said I could have made it. What's Shut drinking up. with the magicians? You do the distillery tour and you get the samples of uh, of the rum, but then in between, you have a few magicians do tricks for you. So it's a add-on DLC kind of thing? Well, it's an alternative storyline. Alt- okay. Yeah. There's a storyline? Well, because no, it's not the burlesque show. Okay. Okay. So if you don't want to go see the burlesque part, you choose yeah. the magicians. Or, or so is this the family a, friendly choice? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the distillery, you're still drinking rum. You know, uh, if if it's, it's the, the more prudish choice earlier in the day because you got a podcast to go to later on at night choice. Because otherwise, oh, okay. So in the daytime to do magicians, at yeah. nighttime to do burlesque. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be drunk at a podcast. That doesn't go well. <laughs> what? <laughs> we all. We I all think that's a great idea. We should try and get a final warning. <laughs> Ten hours of editing. Never again. Okay. It's like, all right, is, so, was this a podcast? It was a, a motherfucker. <laughs> a Holocaust video. So never I, again. I so just we, told uh, I just told my friend uh, Melinda because I was uh, I was like, any geek news we should know about? She goes like, I know, and I was like, well, you should listen to the podcast. Just don't listen to episode five ninety nine. Now she's gonna listen to five ninety nine. Yeah. Well, I, that's the joke. What else did you like? <laughs> uh, Omega Mart. And uh, what's your not, what's not your feelings right. about Omega Mart? What oh, you gosh. buy? I like just like everyone else. After doing it, I gotta say like it's amazing. You should do it, but I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smart. 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 Did smart. you find the bar? Mm-mm. Damn. Maybe it's not real. I, I don't mean, think it's real. Hmm. I think it's in the dairy section. I think that's just. I think someone just uh, told you that to try to get you to go. That's something that you would do. Just very true. You're, you should you go did to it. You should, check, you should check you out the Mega Mart. There's a bar in there. There's Shut up. There. <laughs> if you know what you're looking for and you know yeah. how to ask. Yeah, you got to. It's the have to pull the right panel. There was a panel there that was. It was. Oh, there was something there. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was really. That's where the bar was. I probably could have been the bar. Uh, there's like two little switches and I switched the switches but then the door that was right there didn't open and you have to like, ask someone is, you have to give you have to say thing. the secret words an omega where's the bar speakeasy <laughs> lost spirits is over there right yeah okay that's not the that's not the bar though <laughs> no it's another bar dude I know it's just one stop shopping yeah if one. you can get there in time yeah. rocket, rocket fizz <laughs> oh wow Okay. He's across town. I text him like, we're in line. Where are you? Oh, I guess I, I should probably go now. Oh, what the fuck, dude? I was heading out the door. My phone said I had time. Yeah, he was heading out the door. He was literally on had one last shoelace to tie. It was on speakerphone. <laughs> I'm then, like in my in the, the TV room, and I hear across the house, what the fuck are you doing? You, you <laughs> haven't even left yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary, what would you do this week? I held a pirate party. That's oh, all I did. You, oh, okay. 
The annual pirate party. At what my what place. happens at a Barry pirate party? Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of Star Wars toys that people end up playing with on my floor. That sounds like a Tuesday bunch night. Of nerds. <laughs> There's a bunch, a bunch of, nerds. of nerds. There's a Star Wars uh, video game contest. Uh, I think uh, who won that one? Uh, that I would think Lewis, be Lewis. That did. would be yeah, Lewis. Yes. Yes. Major man won. And then uh, there's a blackjack table. Uh, uh, Paul, so that one Paul that won that. Barry runs a blackjack table like Billy Bob Thornton in Tombstone. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yes, I'll yell at you and yeah. punch you. Yeah. You draw that card again, I'll... <laughs> and a lot of drinking. Uh, pre mixed yeah. a bunch of really good tiki drinks. And we have the... Uh, I've repurposed the Geek Shock wheel to be the wheel of drinks. <laughs> And from the Wheel of Pain. Yeah. And yeah. we serve uh, drinks from Quark's Bar, the uh, Warp Core Breaches and Mind Melds, even mm. with the dry ice. It's really nice. Very nice. And does uh, costume contest. Who won? Uh, who won? Who won what? The costume contest. Matt, right? No, I didn't. Oh. Because <laughs> this motherfucker over to my right <laughs> fucked me. What? I mean, oh, wait, wait. You're you welcome. Too fucked? You're welcome. No. Hold on. Hold on. What? What happened? I heard you You're fucked welcome. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Seven Nation Army. It's got a good rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so was okay. Okay. I was I was I, I, winning. Okay, okay. I, I came in second actually because uh, who was first? Aaron was first. Aaron, Aaron was first. Aaron Esquire. And then I was finishing second, and then this guy was like, "Well, Matt didn't really put any effort into his costume, which I didn't. It was a pair of glasses with a pirate hat on it and a uh, little beard that hung." Right yeah, there. it was great. from the glasses themselves. I dug yeah. it. It was it was a good funny yeah. costume. And he's like, "Well, I got my girlfriend here, and she actually put so, she she took forever to get into a corset. So, uh, uh, anyone have any coins? So he Matt doesn't win. And of course, all our friends well, are like, "Yeah, right. Fuck this guy here." <laughs> I like the move. That's about right. Move, That's about right. The move I did right before that was, "Hey Matt, you know what?" I wasn't going to get to that. <laughs> what was it? I had ten. You had twelve. Yes. If you give me one, then we're both at 11. We're both at second place. We both win. I did have wow. extra points. And he was like, oh, here, yeah. That's wow. fine. Wow. Then it's your fault. Oh, I totally do. That's what I said. It. And then, so like. His fault. He, he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then it was like, oh, we've got two, we've got these two ties, so second place. And someone was like, oh, I've got a coin. Here you go, Brittany. And, you know, she won second place then. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Matt! That what the fuck? The machinations, I, I, man. I I, I like fine. Mike, and I know not to even make that kind of deal with him. <laughs> you could have shared. I have extra prizes, but uh, no. All right. No. Good job. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> wow. Job. Very wow. Torgo-like thing to do. <laughs> I, I'm very proud. Yeah. The circle is now complete. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a really good time. Uh, no one puked. No one. No one passed out. I mean, I did later, but uh, and the house was not destroyed, so that's good. No, I got pirate shit all over my walls, and I still got the blackjack table oh, out. But, uh, yeah, but your place isn't that far from pirate parody anyway. No, it's really not. I have a pirate bathroom, so yeah, yeah, especially with Mike in it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's extra piratey having somebody just passed out in there, for sure. <laughs> leg hanging over the bathtub. You can't buy that kind of decoration. Yeah. No, no. You can rent it, though. <laughs> Matt, what'd you do this week? Pirate party. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yep. Paulette, is that it? That was pretty much it. We were. I was laid low with COVID. You I know need, this. I need confirmation. Sorry, we, we, were, we were very sick. Yes. You, I'm, I'm, we're so glad you were much, much better. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so glad that while you were sick, you didn't watch anything on TV. 
You didn't listen to any audio books, read right. anything, or, right. or listen to any podcast that yeah, you might be on. That's right. Just yeah. laid there being wait, sick. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he did read Warhammer books. Oh, wait. Like, like, oh, like rule yes. books or like novels? Actual books. Like, the, what's that detective? Actual Eisen books. Horms? Actual books, guys. I read actual <laughs> he books. Reads good. He reads good. I don't know. I just see the show. I read good. He reads good. I read good. <laughs> what, read what, actual book. what Warhammer book did you read? Uh, right now I'm in the middle of Infinity oh, Gauntlet. No. <laughs> Glove. Infinity Glove. Stones. Infinity Sandals. Infinity not Pool. Marvel. It's, it's no. Infinity. Hold on. I'm searching. Move on. Move Boot. on to someone else. I'll, I'll get the name here. In a second. <laughs> Infinity Hat. Great book. Yeah, it's, it's good. Is it one of the million Horus Heresy books? No. Oh. I don't read that anymore. The infinite schmert of what? The infinite and the sublime. The infinite and the divine. Oh, divine. Ah, what's it's that a about? Necron tale, actually. Oh, okay. With oh. uh, Trizan. Do you know that Necron? No. Their Warhammer guy? <laughs> wow, you fail. Weren't you like making a Necron army at one point? Well, that's why I stopped. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's basically two feuding Necrons, and uh, they don't age. So they, it's all through history of man, really. So... The horse heresies going on in the background. They're right. fighting each other. Okay. Something else is going on. The birth of the emperor. They're fighting each other. It's one of those types of tales where they continue to go back to certain planets, and it's like been like ten thousand years. Yeah, that's a million cool. years. Like the that. war of the twins. Yeah. 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 Wow. Very dragonlance. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know nothing about the lore. I just like the pretty models. It's very. Yeah. You don't need to know anything nah. about the lore. Pretty it's, models it's, and, and rulers. That's the all. The lore is amazing, though. <laughs> it is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It's very, it's very deep, but it's also very thick. So it's it's not Ooh. like. Are you gonna yeah. just lay that out yeah. there? Yeah. Just, wait for yeah. someone to pick that's, that up. You gotta that's love that deep, deep, deep and like, thick, babe. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that it's uh, it's it's you are sinking into the deepest quicksand made with maple syrup, and. <laughs> There you go. All uh, to now the, he's bringing food into it. All like, what's he doing here? So Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. <laughs> you some thick with some maple syrup. Yeah, Ooh, drizzle yeah. it on there. Make sure it's hot. Mm, <laughs> hot and butter. I'm disgusted. That's what you should be. I'm even more No, the now. sound. Oh, stop it. Stop that. <laughs> what is that? Biggs, what did you do this week? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stop gross, it before I ate that corn chip. <laughs> made gross, disgusting noises on the podcast. Okay. Um, well, I did a bunch of stuff with Kirsten because I'm staying with him this trip, as usual, mm. and brought a whole volley of Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, but while he was taking a nap once. Yeah, I'd do that. He snuck up behind you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I did the... I did the uh, ice bucket challenge. I just I woke up feeling very maple syrupy and quick sandy, and um, I was originally looking for some Jane Austen movies. Oh, okay. But the, <laughs> I don't know why. It's but funny. Just, but why? I couldn't find any of the ones that I wanted to watch. So um, I'm also doing a um, uh, trying to catch up on my Mike Flanagan joints. So somebody said that actually. Uh, Ouija Origin of Evil um, is pretty good. So I decided to throw that on. And it was pretty good. It, you can tell it's part of a franchise, so his hands are kind of tied as to you know, some of the plot points he had, had to cover, I'm sure. 
but it was still pretty good. It was still, I, I recommend it. And had a lot of his usual Mike Flanagan repertory company uh, in there. I thought that was pretty good. Well, then Kirsten and I watched the whole, uh, we, we binged uh, Andor. Yep. That's really good. I don't know what you guys were talking about with the first two episodes being slow. They were not slow. They were that was good stuff. There was good characters. It's Cold War, Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just slow. <laughs> it wasn't slow. <laughs> the this first stuff two episodes happened. were slow. Things happened, but yeah, like, and the character development. That's what was going on. It was, it was slow. Yes. I don't know what. The Sorry, hell there weren't enough about. car crashes in uh, it for yeah, you. Yeah, really. So. No, no deep and thick, squishy <laughs> squish. <laughs> well, Deb and I agreed. Well, that Deb, it was very slow. The wow. first Deb can be wrong right. too. So the two stopped clocks. <laughs> Holy shit! On oh the record, boy. you better put a timestamp to delete that. <laughs> All right. Um, and then what? Oh yeah. So okay. Yes. So one of my mm-hmm. uh, uh, Facebook pages is is from the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft Historical Society, and every now and then people say, "Oh, I think this movie's you know worth watching." This one's kind of Lovecraftian, and then <clears throat> some guy was talking about these three uh, pilots that failed as pilots for TV shows, so then they got converted into theatrical movies. And one of them is Dark Intruder with Leslie Nielsen as an 1890s uh, paranormal investigator in San Francisco. Um, And then one of them is the ghost of Sierra de Cobre with Martin Landau as a, a modern, well, early 60s modern He's an architect that in his spare time he investigates paranormal. And then one of the ones that we didn't get to have Louis Jordan as from the 70s as a paranormal investigator. So I had already seen Dark Intruder, so I heartily recommended that one. It, it's pretty good. Uh, produced by Jack Laird, the guy that went on to produce uh, Night Gallery. I uh, missed where you went from Andor to this. <laughs> you were talking about Andor? Did I miss it? I yeah, yeah, he was no, digging we, through Blu-rays, and then he got a suggestion. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. No, I was like, I, ah, I Andor was too, Andor you know. was slow, blah, blah blah, and then you're like Martin Landau and Kevin. I don't know, no, no, yeah, we all heard it in the uh, the earpieces. Ah, Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. And then, so then, so then, I don't know, Kirsten. You can say if you like that one or not. I did. Uh, Dark he, Intruder. Dark, Dark Intruder was better than uh, Ghost of. Sierra Cobra, because wow, yeah. <clears throat> Steve, as Steve said, nothing was left on the cutting room floor. They used everything they shot, which was mostly just Martin Landau looking pensively at the ocean <laughs> or he's, staring. He's supposed to be an investigator, so his investigation technique is to stare at people like what, <laughs> and, and and the camera just sits there. Yeah, or. Is that a door? Yeah. It, it, is that a window? It was. It was stretched. Is that a, another door? Yeah. Is that a car? <laughs> are they? Are they? Are they talking on the phone? I mean, it literally. I guess to give it a, a motion picture runtime, there's just no editing at all. And then, of course, when the when the uh, when the menu screen pops up, it's like Ghost of uh, Sarah de Cobre, and then next to it is play. The Haunted, which is what the series would have been called. And I'm like, we probably should have watched The probably Haunted. Probably should have <laughs> The ghost effect was actually really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, it's It was produced by Joseph Stefano, who did The Outer Limits. Yeah. And Dude so, Najee. 
Yeah, no. and, and the music <laughs> and the music was by Dominic Frontier, and who's a great composer. He he did the music for the first season of Outer Limits, and then also uh, the Invaders. But man, to cover all those is that a door? It's just wall to wall music. Yeah, and it was really funny because Dark Intruder was just the opposite. Very very little music, uh, and it was it was kind of Batman esque. Uh, Leslie Nielsen can't be seen. Uh, working with the police because it'll affect his social standing because he's very he's very high status social. Okay. So he plays this bon vivant, uh, a rich guy, and then uh, will like kind of undercover sneak in to help the police. And one point he does a full on makeup disguise to help the police while investigating this paranormal stuff. It, it's kind of kind of weird and crazy, <laughs> but oh, uh, even to the point of he has a, a secret entrance to yes. his laboratory and a, and a uh, little person as his uh, very very efficient assistant yeah so that was good like okay, like but what's, what's the plot oh uh, <laughs> yeah I, I was waiting for that too yep yeah, actually they ripped off believe it or not it's a total and complete rip off of venture brothers um, <laughs> yeah, uh, venture where, brothers was first yeah where rusty venture had a conjoined twin and so there's like this conjoined twin story type of thing where they were separated and now one wants to take the other's life i've spoiled it totally but you asked for it i've seen this movie it's called basket case there you go <laughs> they ripped off basket case yeah, and, too. They, yeah. and later they called it malignant mm. yeah <laughs> so and then ghost of sarah the cobra was I don't even... No, there was uh, somebody... Their mom and daughter killed somebody, and so then the ghost was haunting the daughter, but they played it like... I, I love you spent so much time on these two movies, but the the plaza... Ah, flippant. Is, yeah. Is this, no, it, it, hey, <laughs> hey, Dark Intruder was better than the you know the other one, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say these were great movies. Okay, <laughs> great use of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, well that, that's what Steve and I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Waste the, time. The good news about Dark Intruder was mm-hmm. it, it's a short movie. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like glowing a, review. Yeah. It's like they do, like well, they're choosing punishment. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's only like an hour and nine minutes yeah. as opposed to the other one, which is and and it every scene had something going on in it. Sure, as opposed to but so did Mando's of, hands of fate, but it doesn't. It's unwatchable if you don't have the robots. <laughs> no, the this worst is not, thing you could say about I, him. Hey, at least I, it was short. Yeah, I think dude. Dark Intruder is watchable, and it's certainly watchable for being an artifact of that. Time yeah, period. Sure, artifact. Um, but Ghost of Sierra de Cobre, Oof. that was just. Oof. Oh, man. Oof. It, I'm not exaggerating about these pensive looks into the distance. He's not. Mm, no man. exaggeration. Are you his hype man? Like, <laughs> cursing. Yeah. <laughs> Background. That's right. Pre- this is the longest review of the worst film. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I still don't know what it's about, but I know I don't want to watch no, it. No. You guys. I, uh, I don't even want to hear the review anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> sick of talking about it. Hey, it could be worse. We could be talking about Transylvania 65000. Yeah. So. Now, Andor was great. I loved yeah, Andor. Yeah, Andor was Man, there's, there's one bit, like 10 minutes, a scene 10 minutes, Forrest Whitaker does more with Saw Guerrera in that 10 minutes than he did in all of Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the quality of the script. Because it was like, great. 
It was like this is what you wanted to see in the movie. I like Rogue One, but I, but watching well, I that, I was, I was just like, well, shit, that's. There you go. That's even better. I'll tell you what I liked about Andor was you get a really oppressive feeling about the day-to-day Imperial stuff that you never get in any of the movies or shows since. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Well, well you got this, you got this totalitarian empire, and the movies are all on the Tatooine, which the empire isn't even present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just like, uh, uh, whatever. That, like, like the day-to-day Coruscant stuff is just like, okay, I'm just going to work and going to go oppress people. I'm mm-hmm. going to eat my cereal. Yeah. Dude eats a lot of cereal. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of Captain All Crunchberries he eats, apparently. I, I know That's that what I'm the Empire eats. God. Oh, God, that was just so hilarious, that mom and son routine. Jesus age. Have your Crunchberries. Yeah, I know. Go He's oppress just, people. Just throwing <laughs> them down. And he works in Bureau of Statistics and Measurements. Brutal. Ooh. And, and just their version of the cubicle farm is just like yeah, <laughs> gloriously Orwellian. <laughs> yeah. And then and then uh, the the other thing, which I won't quite say, but it just like totally took THX, you know, because everything is stark white. Yeah, everything just blindingly white. You know, the the whole set and scenery and stuff. And it's not just Cassian Andor watching that shit with Mon Mothma and all that cool mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Very enjoyable. And then today... What? Why are you doing physical things? You should be able to hear it over the That's microphone. That's true. He crossed his arms over his chest. Wakanda next, forever. Next yeah. slide. <laughs> yes. It's an audio show, ding dong. Right. So you can hear... You can <laughs> no, hear no one can hear you that. You can hear cloth over the microphone. No one can hear that. <laughs> Yes, uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Exciting. I actually enjoyed that. You've done yeah. this show before. I know. Yeah. It was a joke. But it, it you know. These are the jokes. Yeah. He's bringing the funny. He's bringing, bringing the video <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm bringing yeah. the video jokes. Okay, it's a, great. Yeah. So, enjoyed Wakanda Forever. Yeah. It was all right. It was good. Yeah. Very, okay. very good. Very touching okay. tributes to uh, Chadwick. I mean, just, uh, just, just very affecting. Especially the way they wrapped it up. Yeah. That was just wonderful. But good fun. And it was just interesting because it's, it's, you know. There's, no, there's, I don't know. There's, there's, there's not a lot of white people in it. So, you know. Um, and it was, just, it was just interesting. What they did with Submariner, I thought was actually. I mean, I don't like the discarding of the term Atlantis. Okay. And Atlanteans. But otherwise, I think what they did for the Submariner was actually really good. Did they have to avoid that term for legal reasons? No, I don't think. No. no, no. Atlantis is <laughs> very think, public domain. I think that's in the public domain. <laughs> I know, but like Namor and all the... the there's, there's terms that they've been avoiding yeah. for No, they use Namor. They can... And, and, and they, they did a whole retro... Um, uh, Retcon. Uh, of, of what Namor is, what it means, what his name is, which is... Is it an acronym? Uh, no. Okay, good. And good. it was just great. Yeah. He was just like, I like the Romans, but I'm doing it backwards, so I am Namor. Get it? Because that's actually where Namor came from. Right, right. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the creator just reversed Roman. Except he switched the vowels around. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. Recorded for all possible. <laughs> 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 
Amy, I, I like actual Professor books. Biggs, guys. Professor Biggs. <laughs> Professor. That's right. That says, of course, they speak English and write yeah. in English in, in Atlantis, right? Well, not uh, no, 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 not they English. Their own language. Yeah, and somehow and, Roman becomes Namor in that. Uh, no, that's, no, no, this is not the new. That's that not in this new version. Yeah, yeah. it's really. I, I take You're a jab go see and it see now? it. Is that what you, you weren't going to? It's go see good. It? It's I was going to go see it no matter what. It it I I really liked what they did for yeah. with Submariner. That was good. Yeah. Good choices. Now, see, this is where not being uh, a really in depth Marvel fan comes in because I was like, I thought. I thought Nemo was from Atlantis. Like, is he? Is this? Did they just come up with this for the movie, or is this? So, is this something that they've been working into the comics? Or yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, I and so I think what they did was fine. But again, I'm not a hardcore Marvel fan. I'm sure there are some people out there going, Ugh. <laughs> there are some man babies going, eh, why didn't you get it? Um, there is it. it, it they use the M word. The N word? M. Oh. <laughs> I, heard, I was like, wow. <laughs> it, 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 it was almost like you had excitement in your voice. No. <laughs> Don't do that. They're going to get the wrong idea. I mean, wow. He, he is the worst Canadian. So. <laughs> mutant. Mutant. Oh, yeah. They use the word mutant. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. No longer inhumans, huh? Because the inhumans flop, so they're like, yeah, really. So we can go back to that. It flops, so we got to. No, they got they got X Men. They they got X Men back. Yeah, that's they. Dude, if they hadn't gotten X Men back, we'd still be getting. You know, we wouldn't have Captain Pike because he'd be black bolting it. They'd lock him down. Anyway, yes, they use the M word. M. I heard. Yeah. Edward. Yeah. yeah. I Edward. wonder if you did. Uh yeah. I don't know. We're still talking this is still Steve's bit, so uh, uh, what else? You've had enough. I have enough. <laughs> you're you're done. You're We've done. had enough. <laughs> I and finally then. finished a book that I've been wanting to get my hands on for a while. It recently came out. I finally got a hold of it in audiobook form and finished that. It's called Slaying the Dragon by Ben Riggs. Uh Ben Riggs, uh a uh, journalist, uh, he's been writing kind of a history of Dungeons & Dragons uh, through articles. Uh, I think that's different with Ben Riggs versus all the other myriad now of books on the history of TSR and Gary Gygax and all of Dungeons & Dragons is that uh, Ben Riggs has the paperwork to back it up. Uh, he's uh, gotten in good with a lot of the peoples at Wizards of the Coast, a lot of the people that worked in the background of... Um, of TSR back in the day. Uh, the only person he couldn't interview with this uh, book was Lorraine Williams, uh, and uh, understandably so. Uh, but he's very, very fair to Lorraine. Now, uh, if you're not familiar, and you probably aren't, uh, Lorraine Williams did some maneuvering in the 80s and took control of TSR from Gary Gygax and then ran the company therein until it was sold to Wizards of the Coast. Uh, she made some very poor decisions, but she also saved the company, frankly. So it, I like that the book is very fair about her. But if you ever wanted to read the definitive uh, history of Dungeons & Dragons, this is it. Um, the amount of research he has done into this book has been phenomenal. And I've read many books on the history of Dungeons & Dragons, and they all kind of color, cover the same points. Uh, but he dives really deep, going into, like, 
author contracts and uh, going into residuals and where they went, where they came and went away and came back again and why certain authors left the company like uh, R.A. Salvatore and uh, uh, Weiss and Hickman. Uh, it is a, but when it's comprehensive, it is not dry. It is very well written and very interesting throughout. He did his research, lots of interviews, and I learned a lot about the company that I never knew before because he's the first guy that's been able to look at the books <laughs> and to see where the company folded and why. Uh, for example, uh, Gary Gygax entered into an agreement with Random House uh, back in the early 80s that they would sell everything to them at the beginning of the year at a 20% markdown. And it would basically be a loan that would be paid back over time. And that accrued over the years until finally, during the end of the Lorraine time, they were like, we're sent sending all of the stuff back to you, $14 million worth of stuff, yeah. and we want you to pay back your entire $30 million debt now. And the Jeez. money they just didn't have. Yeah. Uh, and just the breakdown on how the stuff that we love the most about D&D killed D&D. &D. Yeah. All the settings in the 90s that yeah. we love. Uh, Planescape never made any money. Mm -hmm. It lost money for every unit sold uh, because of how much it cost versus what they were selling it for. <coughs> they should have charged more for it, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And plus they were selling it to Random House, who was buying it for less than they could have sold if they had a more wider distribution angle. It is a fascinating read. And to find out how much Wizards of the Coast not only saved it, but saved it intact. Like, they, when they bought it, they were buying it at a loss. But they had so much money to throw away because of the money that they made from Magic the Gathering. They had just pockets that were super deep. They didn't care. They wanted to save D&D. The guy that ran it, uh, Pete Atkins, is the guy that ran Wizards of the Coast, was just a big old nerd that loved D&D. &D. And when he went into the offices for the first time and met everybody after singing the Wizards of the Coast uh, uh, theme song, which is about uh, taking care of a severed head that's still alive, um, <laughs> uh, just basically geeked out meeting the people that he ab just absolutely adored. Wizards of the Coast was the name of a D&D &D campaign that the founders of the company... Uh, yeah. yeah. And, oh, I didn't know that. And he treated that with beautiful, beautiful kid gloves and basically brought it back to life. So the, it covers the history all the way up through Wizards of the Coast buying it and kind of giving the patches. I would really love to see... The rest of it? The rest of the story from this guy. Yeah, but you know that Wizards of the Coast isn't going to open their books for that. Well, Hasbro at this point. Yeah. So that's that's really what it comes down to. I want to know what happened in between Wizards and on to sell it to Hasbro. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, and it's possible that Riggs has stated interest in putting that story out. So how well this book does is going to kind of inform whether we get that book or not. Uh, but if you've ever been interested in the history of Dungeons & Dragons, this is the book. There's many of them out there. This is the one. Slaying the Dragon. Ben Riggs. Find it. It's great. Uh, the other thing I did this week uh, is a cautionary tale. <laughs> um, Your life is a cautionary tale. 
the like most addic- as as people at this table, some people because some people here are lame, uh, but some people at this table know that Civilization is one of the most addictive games ever created yes. in humankind. Yes, I'll uh, hold you there. How many times did you say one more turn? Look out your window, and the sun's coming up. <sighs> I've only done that twice. Liar. <laughs> no, I've only done that twice. Okay, because I started setting a timer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's, that's fine. It's a good interruption. <laughs> I have found the game that has become nearly that addictive. Oh, no, And dude. It's, it's disturbing me how much I'm loving this game. The game is, is available on PC. I know it's available on Xbox. I don't know if it's not available on PlayStation, but... Leisure Suit Larry? Uh, yes, Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> and the Land of the Lounge Lizards uh, remake has been amazing. What, what is it? What, what, is it? what a text parser that game has. Hey. Uh, the game is called Hard Space Shipbreaker. Tell me more, because I saw something about this. Yes, Hard Space Shipbreaker takes place in the way far future, where the Earth is now run by corporations. It's pretty much been decimated by their machinations, and of course that led to horrible climate change. Um, and so now, in the future? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking spaceships <laughs> out intergalactic travel. Um, you, however, are a blue-collar worker. You have joined up with Lynx Corporation to be a shipbreaker, someone who strips ships for parts. Like those guys in the beginning scene of Fallen Order. Yes. Yeah. So you go out, and and your daily routine of going out, choosing which ship you're going to take apart, and taking apart that ship with a cutter and a grav gun. And, you, and a backpack, so you're out in uh, zero G. It is ridiculously addictive how fantastically fun this game is. It is both relaxing and stressful at the same time, which is really weird but true. Uh, the game, because it is also a satire on corporations and, and its treatment of workers, uh, when you start the game, you are agreeing to their contract. Do yourself a favor. Give yourself plenty of time when you start this game to read that contract. It's really, really long, and you'll, you're going to want to just get into the game. You're going to feel like skipping it, like all these kind of legalese contracts. But read it. It's worth it. It's some of the fa- most fantastic game writing I've read in a long time. And you, but it's a long read because you're signing away so many rights and giving away so many rights to this company. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, of course, you don't get to negotiate it. Uh, of course not. Okay. And you start in debt to the company to the point of, tune of $1.5 billion. And the, they constantly uh, charge you rent for your equipment, for your habitat. Oh, you also are killed on your very first day because they uh, have a replicator for you. So you're actually your replicated clone <laughs> when you start the game. So if you die, you just are going to be a new replicated clone. Yeah, you can't yeah, I'm sure they charge you for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's also just that fee that gets charged daily. Daily, you are charged over $500,000 a day in all of the rent. So you have to break enough ship in that daily routine 
to make more than that to pay back the company. And I'm sure upgrade your stuff because you don't like games without economy. Yes, indeed. There's always upgrading the stuff. And of course, that's all fantastic. Uh, but you also have things like oxygen, thruster fuel uh, that you have to buy from the company if you run low. So you have to go back to the habitat and uh, refill on this little. Why do I want to play this game? It just sounds like what I'm doing now. Right. <laughs> it's just it. It's it's a oh, one of those man, job games game. out there like Ice Road Truckers and so on, except that it's set in this very specific sci-fi universe that is wonderfully tongue-in-cheek and awesomely blue-collar. The the soundtrack for the game is that deep southern blues. Ooh. All right. So even, even it even starts I with, like space games like that. Like Borderlands has yes. that good... Yeah. yeah. So it has that beautiful feel. It has that Walker wonderful cynicism. Yeah. Of course, outla- uh, unions are completely outlawed, but one of the... P- uh, fellow, you talk to other people on the comms. That's kind of the story as it goes along. And someone's trying to form a union, and of course, that's absolutely illegal. And every ship is its own puzzle. Every ship has its own cut points, and every piece of it is worth a specific amount. And it has to go to either the blast furnace for melting down, the processor for processing, or if they're full-on units like computers, beds, and so on, you just throw them down into a unit for things that are still intact. And it becomes very intuitive. The controls are very good. That after your first ship, you're like, oh, I, I know. You just know it by feel. So even because you can get real turned around in physics-based games where you have full thruster control and a vacuum environment. Uh, this one, it I don't get lost. It's it's the controls are just that good and the physics of it of pulling apart pieces of ships set and then using your grav gun to send it or gravity tethers to send it to where it needs to go and then pulling these ships apart and trying to get the maximum amount of money from it to pay down this debt is great and every ship its own puzzle and they get harder as the game goes on because it starts to add more elements to make it more complex. So you first start off just breaking down a basic ship, but then it starts adding nuclear reactors. Then it starts adding electrified parts, uh, compressurized pressurized compartments, so you can have explosive decompression if you break it open without decompressurizing. There's a whole lot to think about, and I even ha- I just o- opened up the part where uh, it uses uh, extreme coolant for the secondary reactor. So if that coolant gets out, it makes all the parts brittle and therefore easily breakable. And if it, if something blasts open and you got all these pieces, they're all worth just little bits here and there. So your work has increased just for blasting apart those pieces, and each day is 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Timed out exactly 15 minutes. So you have 15 minutes to make your minimum to break that ship, and hopefully nothing goes wrong in that time. And if you're stripping down a ship and you're in, and you're doing it perfectly, it is just an absolute relaxing joy. And it takes usually about three to four shifts to break down a ship, the small ones. However, if the nuclear reactor goes off. Well, one, you've lost most of the ship if you even survive. Or if you just... Uh, oh, and then later on you get your own little ship that uh, one guy gifts you, and you can steal pieces from these ships to add to your ship. Ooh. For So you're building your own ship to kind of create a life for yourself in the future. The game just keeps expanding itself over time, and it hasn't stopped doing it. 
so far. How long have you been playing this? I have been playing this probably for about, I would say, 18 to 20 hours. I'm sold. And <laughs> I am still getting tutorials for what to do on the next ship. You know what's even great? You know what's great about this is it's on Xbox Game Pass. Yes, it is. That's how I came across it. But be warned. I told Leon Mitt about it. <laughs> Leon Mitt did not get sleep that night. <laughs> All right? So just be wary that I am telling you about this game. It's fantastic. Play it. But one turnitis, here the turns take 15 minutes, and you don't want to stop once you've begun. So I have just one question. Yeah. How do you move in this game? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> With your Xbox controller. Oh, no wasty. <laughs> So it's called Heart Space Shipbreaker. Uh, I, I originally started playing it on PC, and then when I got the Xbox, I was like, it's on there. I'm going to just go and try it on that Game Pass. And uh, frankly, uh, Resident Evil Village has just been sitting dormant since I've gotten the disc because all I wanted to do is play this game. So I'm sold. You're warned. Wow. Carson, what else you do? Uh, Steve took me through the joys of Con Man. Tell me about Con Man. That's the Alan Tudyk uh, web series of uh, an actor who's uh, kind of has been, even though he hadn't really been hased. And he uh, used to be in a science fiction uh, TV show that was canceled halfway through the first season. And uh, it's all he's got. And he hates it. And he isn't even like the big star of the series. That's uh, Nathan Fillion. And so he runs around doing cons, trying to make his living, and trying to get somewhere else in life. And there's all this pressure to actually return to uh, the, the TV series called Spectrum, make a movie of it, and his life just trying to expand. And it, it does little teeny tiny bits of Hollywood life. But it also is very deep into cons. Almost every single episode, it pretty much just takes place at a con. And it's pretty funny for those of us who have done cons, and whether we worked or uh, played, you see a lot that's actually just pretty hilarious. And then it gets really goofy. Yeah. Isn't this a few years old? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. and I watched it when it first came out a while back. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I mean, Tudyk is great in everything he does. Yeah. Uh, but his style of comedy with this sort of, it's not like The Office as far as like its, its style, but it's kind of that kind of comedy. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's not sitcom-y. Uh, it's kind of more like, say, like community mm -hmm. as yeah. far yeah. as yeah. its feel. Yeah. 10, 15-minute episodes, too, not yeah. terribly long. And, <laughs> and you, you bust them out. Is just one season? Two seasons. Two but seasons. Both short seasons. But very short, very short. Like what, what do you watch it on? It's free for no money on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask what the paywall was for it. Yeah. yeah. I remember when it first came out, it was behind yeah. something. something. It was on Vimeo that you had to pay for, and then it was on Comic-Con HQ. Comic-Con yeah. HQ, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it's Comic-Con HQ. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I have their inaugural uh, a pin. Oh, you from, got a lifetime subscription? Yeah, it was Comic Con. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm it was Comic Con's foray into produce like producing streaming. short form streaming shows. <laughs> 
So it came out when Quibi was a thing. Before Quibi. It was pre- yeah. pre- pre- yeah. pre- It goes Quibi. back. It goes back. Yeah, this is 2015, 2016 is the show. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. It's funny. Commentary on the sci-fi scene. Commentary on the con scene. Uh, fun characters. Tudyk's one of the writers. He, uh, they do a, he does a great job writing. Really yep. weird stuff. At one point, there's this... <laughs> Mice and Men, the musical that was being put on by Lou Ferrigno. And Lou Ferrigno wanted to be George, and he wanted Alan Tudyk to be Lenny. That's funny. That's funny. And then when when he convinces him to turn it around, you know, Ferrigno's like, me and Lenny? That's so crazy, it could work. (laughs) That was a good Ferrigno. (laughs) Well, I I heard a lot of Ferrigno that night. Yeah. So, and it, it just, funny concepts. And, yeah. So, and actually, I will say this about those episodes, the Lou Ferrigno episodes. I was like, he's actually a really pretty good actor. Yeah, he starts off. He starts off exactly what you would expect, right? And then as they get deeper into just him wanting to do this project, and and him and Tuta getting to know each other, all of a sudden he it, it just. He it, there's character there and there's uh, sincere delivery. It was it was yeah. it was and, very cool to watch. And and again, a really good sense of humor about himself. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it was it was very fun. I was just like, Lou Ferrigno needs to get more work. And then I remembered he actually played the actor that played Luca Brazzi in in The Offer. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. more work. <laughs> yeah, Felicia Day's delightful in there, and, <laughs> and then. And, uh, of course, the best probably is, uh, I don't even know her name. She was uh, she was Dr. Evil's love interest in Austin Powers. Oh, uh, Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling. She's great. She's, She's his agent. Yeah. His, 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 his convention booking agent. His convention booker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then... Uh, and then, of course, the the late great Leslie Jordan has a couple of oh my God. story arcs in it, and he's just insane. God, that's so funny. Because he... he, he He's playing him. He's playing "quote unquote" himself. Him, himself, <laughs> and he reveals that the whole being gay is just an angle to get women. <laughs> so, and he was <laughs> at one point. He goes. He goes. Wait, are you are you gay? He was talking to Tudyk. Are you gay? He goes. I no, I'm not. He goes. Are you gay? Or are you straight? Let me ask you this. What kind of underwear do you have? He goes, I don't know. They're tight. They're white. And I get them 50 for, per bag. It's, okay, you're straight. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. So I, I just, I really did enjoy it. It's really, it's, and, and for anybody who's done the con thing, you're going to love this series. It's, it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. And it's short. It's short. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, you know, we talked about this last time, uh, tons of, you know, geek-related cameos and stuff. Like oh that yeah! All through oh it. god, they got a, a, a shit ton of, uh, of people showing up. Casper Van Dien actually is a recurring. Uh, so really, gag. people who have nothing else to do but go to cons, no, like Casper Van Dien. Well, well, no, not his character. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, John Billingsley's in there. Yeah, he uh, shows Stephen up. Stephen Root is in it. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, Summer Glau has a one episode. He shows deal. up. Yeah. It's tons of people. Henry Rollins is yeah, a hilarious, hilarious what? character. Oh, I gotta watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a quick short watch and yeah, it, it's fun. <laughs> Mike, you'll appreciate Henry Rollins' character. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Stand fun. Up poetry? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Michael Dorn and Kevin Michael Grievous Dorn shows up. Yep, makes an, makes an appearance. Oh and no, boy, that was that was that was a great <laughs> bit too because the voice actors, voice acting, and uh, uh, apparently Tudyk is is uh, years before he had done this uh, animated show, and all of his voices were non-white, <laughs> <laughs> and so. He gets, and he's sitting there uh, right next to Michael Dorn when they end up doing a panel. And, and the panel is about, it's basically about uh, vocal blackface. or Yeah, <laughs> racist stereotypes and voice acting. And it's like, Michael, what about your guy? Okay, and, and, and you, and they turn to Tudyk, and he's like, skip me. Please skip me. Okay. Clear the palette. We are going to do a giveaway. Yep. Uh, this uh, this is a very special giveaway. Uh, as you know, speaking of cons, we did the Las Vegas Amazing Comic Con a while back. Uh, very had a great time there, and we gave away some prizes. Uh, one of those prizes was never claimed. Uh, we yeah, we did the e <laughs> Well, you did the email, and uh, yeah. one didn't respond. We did another one, didn't respond. Offered to bring it to their house. They wouldn't take us up on it. And offered to have Kirsten knock on the door at three. A.M. in a clown outfit. <laughs> Take your prize. You are a winner. So we're giving it to a Kofi member. And this is open to every Kofi member on every tier. And we're going to draw that right now. This is for the Hush Batman Absolute Edition. Yes. So Now, normally we have Jeff do the uh, theme song. Yes. But, uh, you know, Mike, uh, we don't see you that often. Okay. We don't hear from you. So get get ready. Right, you know, pull right, a theme right. song out of your ass. I'm just gonna do. Don't use your ass to sing it. Oh. That's uh, a more although, of a thing. <laughs> That's the Jeff theme. Oh, I can't do the Jeff theme? No. Wow. When I hear a good theme, I'm going to spin this Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now you're just stealing themes. Oh. We need a Just Michael original. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. bum. Don't look at me. I'm. <laughs> All right, we have a winner. <laughs> Atomic Gumby. Oh, Atomic yay. Gumby, you have won it. He helped me launch my spaceship. So we are going to uh, send that to you. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. And uh, you never know with our Kofi. Crazy stuff gonna happen. Yeah. Like this. Like Mike stealing theme songs. You know, uh, yeah, Steve and I good both, story. Steve and I both won gifts. and right. uh, First two. Uh, you know, yeah, we were serves. the first two winners. Yeah. Nothing. I wouldn't say well, being on the got, show is a gift. Well, yeah. <laughs> what am this I smelling? Is, this is what I'm getting instead. What am I smelling? Camel jerky. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing something like envy or... It's time for what's going in my mouth. Oh, oh Supplied by Matt this week, this is authentic camel oh, wow, that is strong. jerky. <laughs> that is strong. Uh, so, where did you get camel jerky? Matt, where did you get camel jerky? We're going to split this. At Art in the Park. Art in the Park. Art in the Park in Boulder City. Oh, it smells like jerky. <laughs> it doesn't smell like something off. It doesn't smell like cat food. What's, what, what's, what's wrong with your nose? Strong jerky. So it is. This is a, we have actual oh, piece of cured like- camel. That's not what I thought it was. <laughs> what are they doing? 
If you could see these two monkeys try to pull apart a piece of jerky. One, two, three, four. I start a jerky one. <laughs> okay, you know what? It had a strong smell, but if you you actually smell it, it just smells like like normal jerky. Yeah. So so uh, in imbibe everyone. Mmm. Tender. Tastes good. What's it made of? It's all right. Yak. Right. Camel. Camel. <laughs> it's all right. I love the sound effects. Yeah. Nom, the nom, question nom, is, nom. the flavors that were all right, grossy. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the flavors that were given are. How much of this is camel, and how much of this is just the additive is the salt and what has been brined in? Okay, so we got camel. Brown sugar. Wow, you don't see that in an ingredient list often. Camel, brown sugar, water, honey, salt, garlic, natural smoke flavoring, celery powder, black pepper. So it's really just brown sugar. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's it is on the sweeter side. Yeah. Mm. It's not awful. I enjoy no, it. It's, it's jerky. And it's very tender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like your heart. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Matt, for... Uh, <laughs> For giving us our first experience with camel. Yeah. Uh, next time, I expect steaks. <laughs> camel steaks. Camel backstrap. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Oh. Yay! Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to rate that one. Our regular Foley editor had a stroke. <laughs> so uh, this one. Steve. Is uh, starts with an ad. Hey, fuckers! Here we go. <laughs> it's that time of year again. Time for the sixth annual Geek Shock Holiday Gift Exchange. Mm. Rules are simple. <laughs> just don't be a dick. Uh, just go to the following link and sign up. Signups end on Black Friday. Uh, so if you go to the Shock Monkey layer, uh, there's a post there. But if you want to do it here, I'll. Uh, I'll repeat it, uh, tinyurl.com slash bdz2ruuv. Again, tinyurl.com bdz2ruuv. Yeah, we'll put that on the website. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But not everyone goes to the website, so there you go. You can rewind and write that down. Well, you should go to the website because you can buy merch on the website. You can. Yes. Good merch. And uh, good merch and merch with Andy's face on it. Yeah. That's the best merch. Now, you'll have to forgive me. Well, because I didn't listen to all of last week's show because it just got posted on Friday. Okay. So, let me know if I'm repeating a new story. (laughs) (laughs) Which tells you something about his editing process. He doesn't actually listen to the damn show. I I am a visual editor. (laughs) (laughs) It's an audio show. (laughs) How do you know? But it's in waveform. I can I can I can spot every one of Jeff's ums and errs, and I can tell which ones I can remove and which ones I can't just by looking at it. He knows the waveform of Jeff's ums. <laughs> yep, errs and, and he knows. And I know the waveforms of of Biggs's ums. I've got those. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's my waveform? Uh, your waveform is. Ah <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my asthma, ableist. You just don't give a shit about. After three years of development, plans for a live-action Green Lantern are getting a major overhaul. We didn't do that one. The HBO Max series, which hails from the Arrowverse mastermind Greg Berlanti, is seeking a new writer and a new star as it shifts its focus to center on an entirely different Green Lantern character. Uh, uh, Though the show was originally developed to center on uh, first Green Lantern Alan Scott and the fiery Green Lantern Guy Gardner, 
Word is now the show will be retooled to focus on Jon Stewart, the black hero who took over for Hal Jordan in the 1970s and remains a fan favorite lantern among DC comic readers and longtime viewers of the DC animated universe. Mm. Seth Graham Smith, who was set to show run the series and had already overseen the creation of an entire eight episode run of scripts, has departed the show amidst the shakeup as have stars Jeremy Irvine and Finn Wittrock, who are set to play both Scott and Gardner, respectively. Graham Smith reportedly left amid ongoing leadership changes at Warner Brothers Discovery, imagine that, uh, while Irvine and Wittrock could potentially reappear as their characters in a future incarnation of the series, which is now back in early development after it was once greenlit and fast-tracked as a major new HBO Max genre series. And... uh, the report was also clear in noting that the shakeup isn't related to James Gunn and Peter Safran stepping in. And Absolutely not. No. As their jobs won't officially start until next month. There you go. It's not exactly clear who gave the final word, but uh, the Hollywood Reporter's report notes that the new direction for the series also likely comes with a reduced budget as uh, Warner Brothers Discovery executives continue to work cost cuts out of the company. Uh, Originally, the series was pitched as one of the most expensive shows attempted to date. What? A Green Lantern show? Right up there alongside those of the Game of Thrones budgets. (laughs) (laughs) But at the moment, Berlantina's company, Berlantina Productions, is the only firm talent in place to guide the project as Green Lantern sets out to apparently seek new writers, a new star, and a new direction. Well, that's good. I mean, I I, I love Stuart as a character. I don't mind that, but I really miss... Doing the uh, the Allen slash Guy Gardner, Guy Gardner yeah. thing. I, I found Allen that. slash, especially since he's he's now gay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there will be lots of Allen slash. Yeah, you bet. Mm. <laughs> Allen slash Guy. They were going to spend all that money on Green Lantern. Well, Green yeah. Lantern kind of needs it. It needs it's it. It's all yeah. CG. Yeah. Now, now it's just there are going to be a whole bunch of interns cracking open those glow sticks for the, the, the fluid. <laughs> and then everything gets painted. No, they can redo they, They're looking for a new direction. Here's one. 70s police procedural. That's, yeah, well. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What, what a great use of the lantern ring. There you go. I'm not going to watch it anyway. But you know, I can make fun of it that, at least that way. 70s police procedural. No, John it, Stewart, there is... A murder on Alderon. 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 <laughs> we are crossing over with Yes. Oh, Disney must have bought Apparently. It was rebuilt because that all happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We're just recycling names at this point. Mogo will be like a, a soccer ball that they paint. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. be hold up. It'll be, play, it'll be played by see the string it'll be played by Wilson. <laughs> no, it um Stuart. You know, I've said it before. It, what just in the animated series? Great, great character. If you're not going to do Hal Jordan, then do Stewart. And uh, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Hey, Lou Ferrigno wearing a cheap rubber Kilowog mask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Poother, what do you think you're doing? I love this. <laughs> It'll be like that episode of She-Hulk where they did the uh, the throwback to the '70s. Uh, yeah, just like that, except an entire show. Yeah, even with uh, like all the um, uh, uh, lost generation duping of the film onto you know videotape for syndication. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll be in a, a TV TV uh, format. TV format. Couple of scratches here and there. <laughs> dirt, there dirt on the film. <laughs> they even need seventies like commercials. Yeah, I love it. They'll never do it. No. Did you discuss the Witcher Switcher? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought so. 
Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Wait a minute. What? That was in that was in Week and Geek. That wasn't we didn't give a shit about. We gave it. We didn't give a shit about that. I was gonna. I was gonna let this slide, but uh, here we know, go. Green, Green Lantern thing. That's hardly news you don't give a shit about. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Massive budget cut says I love this. No, well, <laughs> there is that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh oh. Hey, Matt, are you more DC or Marvel? Uh, <laughs> Did I hurt you? Wow, this fuck? isn't a trick question, Matt. Well. <laughs> You collected <laughs> X-Men. Your favorite hero is Captain America, and Canadian. Batman. That and Batman. That. Oh, oh, you just... You, you, and Batman. You've started throwing that in because... I preferred the DC dark and noir procedural <laughs> type... Uh... He likes DC dark. <laughs> well, hey, I don't mind the Vertigo stuff, but I'm talking straight DC versus Marvel type stuff. Are you more Marvel or DC? Or you... Probably more Marvel. Uh, uh, Mike? I'm, I'm going to... You're on the fence? I'm a Marvel, but are you talking about uh, are you talking about comics? Are you talking about movies? Are you talking about shows? I just think it's curious because that like, that side really of matter. the table is all DC. I'm not all DC. I love Green Lantern, but I'm Marvel guy. More really? Yeah. yeah. Always... I was a Marvel zombie growing up. My mom was reading in Avengers when she went into labor with me. Oh wow! That's okay, means a so, lot. I just hear a lot of DC out of you. Well, because I know DC. I mean, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm knowledgeable. Her song was the Mary Marshall Marketing Society song. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. Doc Bruce Banner, belted by gamma rays, turns into the Hulk. Amy Unglamorous, second to none, with the power of a bull. I'm going to need a YouTube link that I can ignore of that. Yeah, they're, they're out there. They're out there. <laughs> Did you talk about Doctor Who switching homes? No. News don't give a shit about. <laughs> Disney announced yeah, that it Doctor will be Who. the new home for upcoming seasons. Wait, of wait, Doc- wait. wait. I, somebody was talking over you. Which, what is the new oh, home? Oh, wow. It's called Disney. you the fuck out. Well, oh, okay. I didn't Good hear. Him. I didn't hear. Good for him. <laughs> Good for me. Disney announced that it will be the new home for upcoming seasons of Doctor Who in the United States and around the world. What? A major streaming acquisition for a service that's already home for major franchises like Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars. Uh, the BBC, which first aired the series in November 1963, has remained its network home ever since. It will continue to produce and air the series in its home base of the United Kingdom. The show has most recently aired on BBC America in the United States. Doctor Who famously made an impact in the United States through reruns, often through public access or uh, public uh, broadcasting, and in syndication around America back in the 20th century. When the series returned for a revival under Davies' leadership in 2005, the global audience for the show grew significantly, until cable network BBC America became the North American home for the show, airing new episodes just hours after UK audiences got to see them. Yeah, BBC America, home for lots of shows that they don't tell you are cancelled when you try to get into them. Jerks. Apparently, uh, last uh, two weeks ago, the Power of the Doctor special... Is the last time that happens, as Disney Plus will take over airing New Who when the series returns for its 60th anniversary celebration Who? next year. Who? Third base. Disney's announcement does not specify what will happen to past seasons of the series under this deal. At the moment, all seasons of the Doctor Who revival are still streaming on HBO Max. 
The news comes just two days after Doctor Who made headlines for replacing outgoing Dr. Jodie Whittaker, uh, not with Gatwa, as was expected, but with the returning 10th Doctor, David Tennant, who will be back in the TARDIS for a trio of specials next year. Uh, uh, spoilers, sweetie. That makes uh, Tennant the 14th Doctor, while Gatwa will be the 15th. Doctor Who returns in late 2023 on Disney for us Americans. Wait a minute, 14th Doctor? Yeah. So it's not like just unknown adventures of the 10th Doctor? He's regenerating yeah. again? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's the next Doctor. <clears throat> oh. For three episodes. Okay, well. Yeah. And they've talked about him possibly doing that when they had Tom Baker return for that one special. He goes, I'm playing around with older, I'm playing around with older faces. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's episode. actually that kind of good. funny. That made yeah. sense. Uh, is there a place where I can go to catch up? <laughs> I stopped watching midway through Capaldi, and then I tried watching again uh, Whitaker, and I, just, I didn't like the writing. I, uh, I'll bet there's some decent YouTube uh, consolidations of it. All the new Who episodes are on HBO Max. Yeah. If I you don't want, want to watch. Full episodes, want to watch I want to catch up. Yeah. Oh, well. He wants mustard, and so he go to. <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia, probably, if you want to read it. Uh, but if you want to watch something, there's plenty of YouTube choices for people that consolidate seasons. Battlestar Galactica used to do it great. They used to have like these eight-minute recaps of, of everything to mm-hmm. get you up to speed. And I was hoping someone did that with uh, Who so I can catch up. Right. You know, that brings up something I want to address from the last show. Cause, uh, here we go. Uh, and, oh, and, and I can't address wait, the people you, that fucking brought it up because uh, Deb and did Jeff are here. I, I'm halfway through it. Um <laughs> And that is that they don't like books that they like books that just jump from one from the ending of the last book to the next one without any crossover, uh, and don't like it when they spend the first couple chapters reacquainting yourself with characters that you already know and what happened in the last book and so on. I fucking need that. I need that in my books. I, I don't read them directly after each other. So when I get the book next, it'll probably be a year or two down the road, and I'm like, I kind of remember what happened in that first book. I could really use a refresher. I need those, so I just want to put my vote in for those. Yeah. Um, I, I just read um, a prequel series for iRobot about uh, Susan Calvin's like first years after, after medical school. And... And I read them one after another, so I completely understand what they were talking about. But that's unusual. Usually, if you get caught up in a book series, you read one book, the author takes a while to write the next book, so it's a couple of years, and you probably shoved a couple of books in between there. So, a couple yeah, of I, years. I, I, I agree with Torgo. Yeah. I, I agree with you, too. Michael attests to this. If you don't do a when we last left the party recap oh, yeah. in the front of every role-playing game, your players are screwed. They don't know what's going on. I have, to, I have to write one at the end of the game. I have to write one before the next game, and then I ask for a player to give me a recap. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that with Deb when we finally get back into that call. Oh, God. <laughs> my favorite thing to do is get my players drunk and make sure they write notes. So the next game is based on their notes, and their <laughs> notes are <laughs> fucked up. Drunk notes. Yeah. yeah. Matt... G- Goblin got the the sword for and went to the shop with and horses. Great, that's an adventure. Let's go. 
as as Jeff was like, yeah, if you don't remember, just reread that book. Um, you know what? George R. R. Martin is going to be releasing his next dragon book uh, for his Game of Thrones series. I am not reading all the other George R. R. Martins to get ready for that book. I am sorry. I've done that with my life already. I just need a small, small recap. Just give me a where have you been? Yeah. You know. Did you enjoy the last uh, George R. R. Martin book? It was a little patty, uh, but I liked it. I, I, how I feel about those books, I was really interested in the first one. The second one wasn't as good as the first one. Third wasn't as good as the second. And I feel like that, like I'm reading Dave Sim. <laughs> you know, it's starting to get weird. I, I, I don't need four pages of what's on the feast table. Yeah, no. yeah, it's, yeah. It's a little much. You're the one who says he wants description of the world and detail, and you. I like exposition. I don't like <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> you, you must be doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten will show you. Yeah, you got to get that thick maple going. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about the nineteen sixty six. The nineteen sixty six blockbuster Twister is the latest film to get the years later follow up treatment with Twisters, a modern day big screen follow up to the original film. Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment are gearing up to launch production on the film by next year, with a hunt for directors now underway. The project gained serious momentum when Steven Spielberg expressed enthusiasm about the script by The Revenant writer Mark L. Smith. The new film is reportedly hoping to coax original star Helen Hunt back for the sequel, which would follow her character, storm chaser Joe Harding, as she navigates life with the daughter she had with husband Bill, played in the original by the late Bill Paxton. Joe and Bill's daughters apparently go into the family business as well, setting the stage for another high-stakes round of tornado chases across the American plains. Uh, released in May of 1996, Twister went on to earn nearly half a billion dollars worldwide thanks to its visual effects-laden spectacle and a blend of action and comedy. The film was famous for being the first major DVD release and has since become one of the blockbusters in regular rotation across cable networks. So, Twister sequel, uh, now 25 years later. Cow. Cow. Another cow. (laughs) No, I think it's it's the the same same cow. cow. Food. 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 That's the only line I remember from that whole thing. But no, you, I remember a few because I was working at an electronics store when that DVD came out, and they played it on repeat all the time. Because it's the, the only DVD speakers. they had. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. But a good uh, movie. Yeah, the movie yes. is fun. Uh, I odd, odd that there's a sequel, but now that's kind of what we do, I guess, in Hollywood. Uh, we... Don't want to reboot movies anymore because people don't want reboots. No. But if you make a sequel to that original movie, now we're talking. Now we got something. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife, Top Gun Maverick. Hey, don't you well, dare. Halloween, Top Gun Maverick was amazing. Halloween, all the new ones. Yeah. Well, I Is guess that the name? in the hood. Yeah, that's what it's called. Halloween, all the new ones? Yeah. Wow. Highlander 2? I guess, oh, they're, yes. I guess yes. they're... We still get tornadoes, so... That'll be no, a different franchise. It's personal. That'll yeah. be the geek yeah. the the geek shot movie franchise right. release. Tornado. It'll Mike. be a, it'll be an F six. Like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, Michael Caine will come out of the water. <laughs> one point. Was there not a shark in this one? Oh wow. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Uh, yeah, right. it knocked the wind out of me. It was. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow. Lead Man. balloon. <laughs> Steve, I don't want to say you bombed, but uh, oh. there are 90-year-olds in Nagasaki having flashbacks right now. <laughs> Weekend Geek! Finally! Brought with another ad. This one... Ooh, hatch in, everyone. Spiders and insects with pinches, flesh ripping, soul flaying creatures who feast on blood drippings. Demonic puppeteer veins are his strings. These are a few of my scariest things. Meet the meat monster, he's moist, fleshy, and fat. If you're not careful, you'll be added to that. Trapped up and wrapped up in sinewy strings. These are a few of my scariest things. When lightning strikes, when the sword swings, when the heroes charge. I simply remember my scariest things, and I think they might not win. Greetings, victims! But the advertisements must begin because, oh, there are no shortages of terrors I must share with you. If you recall, we did a little promotion last year. The results of that experiment, among other things, were Deb reading news you don't give a shit about, and a rather loin-stirring rendition of Jeff doing Paul doing Mumra doing Sir Mix-a-Lot doing Baby Got Back. Loin-stirring. Giggity. <laughs> We'll be doing a new promotion in conjunction with another free Kindle deal of my Rebirth of the Fallen series in mid-January. But why wait? I know what the Amazon numbers write this very fucking second. So, starting this instant, any ratings, any reviews on any of my books that show up there will count towards whatever the fuck promo we come up with. So, you can wait and get free downloads during the limited window in January and rate and review things then. However, for those who are so inclined to um, meet the meat monster a tad bit sooner, I love that. Your ratings and reviews will count just as much. You know you want to. He's so moist. So fleshy. (laughs) J.R. Conkle. That's Mike's pickup line, isn't it? Meet the meat monster. <laughs> that it's how it it's yeah. moist. That's how it works with you, Barry. Con- hey, Conkle, that's uh, thank you for sending me such that was beautiful, uh, uh, amazing ad copy. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. So yes, the Fallen series. Uh, he's now already started to count for whatever promo we decide to put together for January. So uh, if you want to get some Christmas presents in J.R. Conkle series is great. So we got mm-hmm. some homework to do. Come up mm-hmm. with some good promos. Yeah. So, uh, and again, any, any Kofi members, level four and above, you get a free ad on our show every month, whatever you want it to be. Of course, it's gross and shitty. I, I do have veto power, but. <laughs> you mean if it's moist? No, like I, I, have, I highly go for moist. Moist and thick. Yeah. <laughs> And maple and syrupy. And maple I'm yeah, seeing a sticker maple. in Meet the Meat Monster. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely seeing a t-shirt. <laughs> what? And uh, what's on uh, Just Michael's face? Oh, yeah. Meet the Meat Monster? Yeah. That big old beard. We're going to take some pictures after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that, ugh, I don't like how that came out. <laughs> <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls, Barry. <laughs> 
Oh, and uh, on Week and Geek, uh, Geek Shock is developing an OnlyFans site. So. <laughs> uh, this is the only other one I have to ask if you covered it. Vision Quest? No. Marvel? No. Mm-mm. Marvel is developing a new series code named Vision Quest, which will star Paul Bettany returning to the role of Vision. The show will reportedly follow Vision as he attempts to, quote, regain his memory and humanity. This would focus on the white Vision character who ended the first season of WandaVision on the loose in the world after regaining enough of his memories following a face-off with Wanda's version of Vision. Still early? with a writer's room reportedly opening the project this week. Uh, this marks the second spin-off project to evolve from WandaVision alongside Agatha, House of Harkness, which will star Katherine Hahn, reprising her role first introduced in WandaVision. As for WandaVision, it was the first MCU series on Disney+, and was a critical and awards season darling, landing 23 Emmy nominations. Looking to 2023, the second season of animated series What If should, pre- should premiere in early 2023, followed by Secret Invasion, Echo, Ironheart, and House of Harkness. Beyond that, Marvel has also the Daredevil revival series Born Again, though likely won't hit until 2024. And of course, there was also plans for an Armor Wars streaming series starring John Don Cheadle's War Machine, uh, though it's now shifted to a full-on theatrical film project with a release date to be determined. So, okay, you're getting a Vision series. Mm. Now that's... Uh, well, what was it? Mm, what? Mm. I love Vision, but that, that stuff is drawn from when Byrne, John Byrne destroyed Vision and, and actually destroyed the Wanda and Vision uh, relationship. So, so I have mixed feelings. Okay, I like their depiction of the white vision. So you know, all right, and you know, get the get Paul back out there because I think he's doing a great job. Why do they gotta call it Vision Quest? All I can think of is that '80s wrestling movie <laughs> with Matt Modine. Yeah, really. <laughs> great soundtrack. You know. yeah, yeah, probably was also around the same time. I would burn love to do that kind of thing. It's like something big comes out and he does something in parallel. I mean, that's where Days of Future Past came from. That was a Terminator riff. Oh, ah, okay. didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I'm excited by Harkness, though. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. The the character, the actress who plays mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, great actress. She's yeah. good in everything. Yeah. Northwestern actress. Yeah. Now we have to <laughs> say goodbye to uh, a great. Oh boy, Kevin Conroy. The voice of Bruce Wayne in a Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, and the Arkham video game franchise has died at the age of 66. Conroy studied at the Juilliard School. He made a film, jumped to film and television in the mid-1980s with roles in Cheers, Murphy Brown, Spencer Verheyer, and Matlock. 1992's Batman the Animated Series was the first voiceover gig of Conroy's career. His connection to Bruce Wayne and the billionaire's crime-fighting alter ego lasted for three decades. Conroy reprised the hero on a regular basis in the new Batman adventures, Superman the Animated Series, Static Shock, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans Go!, and Batman the Killing Joke. So, uh, yeah, we uh, honor him here. Yeah. That was a rough one. That one came out of nowhere. Yeah. Also, we lost Leslie Phillips, the British screen legend who voiced the Sorting Hat in the first two Harry Potter films. He's died at the age of 98. 
The actor's career dated all the way back to the 1930s and included over 200 roles in dozens upon dozens of projects spanning film, television, and the stage. Uh, Two small examples, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, and Doctor Who Medicinal Purposes are just two small examples. His final role will be the upcoming mystery film Dark Heart Manor, so we honor them both here. 98, that's great. Yeah, that's a a full life. life. That's a life. You've heard his voice, you know? I just just can't. Yeah, when Please. the when the sorting hat spoke, it's like, oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I know. Yeah, it's very familiar. So yeah, that was it was pretty. It's uh, good to have one of those voices that you just know, like like Brian Blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Conroy yeah. and Juilliard. He uh, same class as Reeves, for Superman Reeves, mm. and or, or Reeve maybe. That's the one. Uh, Christopher Reeves and uh, <laughs> oh my bowels are bleeding now and he was roommate with Robin Williams oh wow right yeah Juilliard gotta love it that's a uh, who else who else we lost someone else Gallagher we uh, lost Gallagher mm-hmm. oh no no that's not that was someone that we care about um <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I liked Gallagher but uh, I, I liked Gallagher the, uh... until he went melon crazy in the 90s yeah, yeah. we can geek nah. hey we can geek Venom franchise screenwriter Kelly Marcel has been hired to write and direct the next installments in the Tom Hardy-led Marvel franchise. She will pen the script based on a story co-conceived with Hardy, who is set to reprise the role of investigative journalist Eddie Brock and Venom. Both Marcel and Hardy are board producers, alongside Avi Arad, Matt Tolmach, and Amy Pascal. While no plot details are known at this time, it was inevitable that Sony would continue the blockbuster series that has brought in over a billion dollars at the global box office. Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland, helmed the original in 2018, while motion capture veteran Andy Serkis oversaw production for the 2021 sequel, Let There Be Carnage. Sony is still attempting a comic book revival to the MCU by flexing its ownership of Spider-Man and his extensive rogues gallery. So far, only Venom and Morbius have been released, with Craven the Hunter awaiting his cinematic debut next October. A live-action project centered around Madame Web and El Muerto are also in development, and the animated Across the Spider-Verse, a sequel to the Oscar-winning Into the Spider-Verse, bows early next summer. So, so, so he's going to keep trying. But uh, I despised but, Venom, too. I had to work uh, uh, audio checks on all, the, all of the all of the theaters because we were still opening and getting things set up to date and i'm working at a, a movie theater and we have eight screens and that movie was the one that we were doing audio checks on so i had to <laughs> watch it eight different times Ugh. so you, are you telling me you've seen it in in its totality it's total so probably eight times total no because we wouldn't probably four times in total okay. we wouldn't watch the whole thing every time but that's four times too many <laughs> it's like four and a half times too many. For as much guff as that movie series gets, it makes a lot of money. Why? Why are people watching this movie if you uh, if so many people hate it? That's the the emoji the movie made money. People are dumb, dude. That, but not enough to make a sequel. Emoji movie did okay. Shh, don't say that. It'll happen. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> Venom yeah, did a billion. Is, the has, first movie did a billion. Has has become their flagship oh. series. Yeah. 
because Venom's a neat character. He was neat in the comics anyway. N- not Morbius? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that. I Ooh. didn't see the second one. The first one was okay. Uh, the first one was entertaining, for sure. The second one was was trash, and I think it kind of stepped on a lot of the characters there. Do you think uh, that has done enough damage to hurt the third film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think wow. Sony's reaching, but, you know, they were reaching when they did Morbius, and... So I'll see how that. that so happens. where does it fit with the MCU? Because Spider-Man's it in it, but Venom isn't. It's it's I. It's not. There was there was an the alternate. Uh, there was an extra credit on one. I forget which Marvel movie it was. Mm-hmm. It's it's like alternate timeline or something. Because it was it. Yeah, Doctor Strange. It was Doctor Strange. He comes over. Yeah, and he then comes he, into he the... drops a piece of the Venom symbiote and then gets. Ported back to his own universe. Yes, I guess, right? it's like in the multiverse or something. That's firmly establishing him as not part of the MCU. Yes, Sony versus one of the multiverse. But yeah. what about Spider-Man? Because the Vulture wasn't he in that? Well, he was in one of them. He was in Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right. So it's Morbius. so nebulous. We really don't know. Right. It's, it's because it's 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 really all about rights and who has rights to what and yeah. what Sony will allow and what they won't with their character that they own for visual rights. Right, and you know the rumor mill is talking about uh, Andrew Garfield may be Sony's Spider-Man going forward, and then Tom Holland will be the MCU slash Sony. Wow, Spider-Man going. That, I hate that idea. That's that's a lot to ask the movie going public. That's uh, I, I don't know if that'll work. So so's Morbius, but they <laughs> <laughs> That is terrible. That's yeah. a DC level shit. Ugh. <laughs> TCG Entertainment and Warner Brothers Discovery Global themed entertainment announced that tickets for The Batman in concert are on sale. Uh, the Batman in Concert is the first concert event of a new event series presented by MGP Live called DC in Concert. During this concert series, fans will be able to watch DC films with a live symphony performing the score. Uh, the That's Batman in Concert will debut on March 18th in London at the Hammersmith Apollo with additional dates following across Europe and the U.S., Current cities include Zurich, Switzerland, Paris, France, Berlin, Germany, Dusseldorf, Germany, Los Angeles, California, Washington, D.C., Miami, Florida, and Chicago, Illinois. I thought for a second that was going to be just like a a medley of Batman songs. With the... that When I first saw it, that's what I thought it was going to be, too. Just kind of like when the Star Wars in concert. Just a bunch yeah. of songs from various things. But I love the idea of... Watching a movie with an orchestra, actual orchestra playing yeah. the score. No, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, those have become more and more popular. Uh, I know they did it with Star Trek. Jeff raved about it when he saw yeah, that. And they do it constantly at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Oh. E.T., uh, Back to the Future, uh, others. Jurassic Park, I think, even. We Over had a showing of Nosferatu rescored with, Ooh. like, there was like four musicians up there yeah. running it, but it was amazing. It was really cool to see. Yeah, they and, just. That score was like lost for a good amount of time. Wow. Yeah, they just did that at the uh, Frida in Santa Ana, too. One of the only remaining art houses in Orange County. They could do that with like Metropolis. Yeah. That's a long film, though. It's, I don't know if people would sit through that these days. Just have an intermission. 
Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if you ever want to listen to Metropolis with some music, you can put Depeche Mode uh, uh, on top of it. Uh, I forget what album it is, but it almost it almost syncs up perfectly. It's really yeah. nice. Huh. Well, in the eighties, they actually did a pop music score to it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, while some uh, pops concerts like you know, like Star Wars or like you know the Philharmonic plays the pops, you know what I'm talking about. Some of them are okay. I went to one in Houston uh, years ago for Legend of Zelda. Oh. And they did all the songs from Legend of Zelda, and they had a little accompaniment on the screen and whatnot. It would kind of clue you into what era it was from. And, you know, it took me back. But the problem was the nerds. Because <laughs> as it is, nerds fuck things up. And some of them were in concert. Or, not in concert. In sorry. concert? No, 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 no. Some <laughs> of them were in, in concert. In, I meant to say costume. Of course. Oh. Now... You're supposed to dress nice because you're at a fucking con- like a like a classical concert. People are dressed nicely, and then you got the people in costumes. I'm like, okay, fine, that's cool. You know, classical music's for everybody, but you don't have to do uh, standing up and clapping after every song. You don't understand how to just enjoy a fucking concert. That's every fucking concert. I can't tell you. I went to Linda Ron- oh, two experiences with this. Linda Ronstadt concert, the women behind us, every fucking song, it was in surround sound. There was, Linda Ronstadt was singing, so were the assholes behind us. <laughs> and then I went and saw like a John Williams concert. And, and they were singing there too? They were doing the, they were doing, I didn't like, get oh, that. Fuck. That, that sounds like a family guy sketch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, literally like the whole bunch of us that were there were just like, you're not a trumpet. You're not. What? What? Were they doing the thing where they would like, like you, were, you were sitting down and the people in front of you would stand up and you couldn't see anything and clapping every every song? That was the Elton John concert. So I aggravating! Yeah, I love that people just stand. Like, why did you buy a seat in the first place? Right, they just stand the whole whole two hours or three hours, however yeah. long, just standing. And then you have to stand, yeah. right? Because the people, the people in front behind, of you are standing, oh and then the people behind you get angry because you're standing. Right, and it really like, pissed me off, and it kind of ruined the experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I, People are animals can, now. Can, people are animals. People are animals. Now. They don't understand. <laughs> they, they don't dress nice. To no, go they're animals. They wear shorts. They wear their hat at dinner. Fucking hat during the podcast. Fine, I get it. Kids in the That's okay. They used to do the same thing in the Elizabethan period. So we've digressed four hundred years. Well, mm. <laughs> not the last time I saw Megadeth, but the time before that, I saw it at the Palms. Megadeth with. Uh, Lemmy opening. Ooh. Ooh. And I sat toward the back, and the Palms has a beautiful theater. It's all seats and plush and yeah. a, 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 a great sloping, so every seat is a great view. And it was wonderful to be able to just sit and enjoy a Megadeth concert. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Because, you know, Megadeth concerts are usually standing room only and you're with the Thrashers. And, which is fine. It's fun. It's all, it, that's great. But it was also nice just to sit and observe the, yeah. the master at work. So. I, I, I went to a Metallica concert. It must have been like 94 or something. And we had shitty seats. But I could see everything and I got to sit. It was nice. I like sitting at concerts now. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> Weekend Geek. Harrison Ford will officially end his stint of 
Professor Henry Jones Jr. in the fifth Indiana Jones movie, but that won't be the end of Jones. Disney Plus and Lucasfilm... They got him a pike chair? Yes. <laughs> Disney Plus and Lucasfilm have entered the very oh. early stages of development on a small screen iteration of the character. It's unclear if the project's being treated as a sequel, prequel, spinoff, or all-out reboot. Uh, if the series does move forward, it will, of course, not be Indy's... It will not be Indy's first time on TV between 1992 and 1993. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles aired on ABC with a number of actors playing the character. Indiana Jones 5 is scheduled to hit theaters on June 30th, 2023. It'll be the first installment in the blockbuster franchise not to be directed by Steven Spielberg, who remained on as an executive producer while ceding the directorial reins over to Logan alum James Mangold. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that Mangold was directing the new indie. Mm. I don't know that anybody did. I knew Probably was. not even Mangold. I knew it wasn't Spielberg. <laughs> oh, boy. I knew it wasn't Spielberg, but I forgot who it actually was. That's a great last name. You know, Mangold. Mangold. You know what I'd like to see? The Mangold. Adventures of Short Round. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Quan's back so as in acting. So. Oh, yeah, and yeah. set them all in Asia. Set them all in... Sure. Yeah. I want to hear what happened to him after Temple of Doom. He was eaten. He didn't get his heart ripped out. No, no, he didn't. But that's some traumatizing shit. (laughs) I knew if I was a kid about his age and I'd see like all these bugs everywhere. Oh, God, I can't even look look at that movie anymore. And get like snake surprise and eyeball soup. He certainly couldn't ride any roller coasters. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, you know what? Never mind. The more I talk about this, the more I think like he's just going to be holed up in a room there somewhere. Padded cell. Yep, padded cell. <laughs> Never mind. Don't want to know what happened in a short round. The uh, the mental voyage is a short round. <laughs> It'll be like Johnny Quest and the Adventure uh, Brothers. It's all the, trauma. Yeah, hanging out in the diving bell. <laughs> Library Pass added a whole new lot of comics thanks to a new distribution agreement with Image Comics. The third largest comics publisher in the United States, Image, offers comics and novels in nearly every genre. Some of their notable series include Invincible, Kick-Ass, Monstrous, Saga, and The Walking Dead, all of which are currently available on Comics Plus. This new deal will make a range of their digital catalog available to libraries and schools through Comics Plus. Readers will be able to access thousands of digital comics, graphic novels, and manga through their school or library with unlimited simultaneous access for online and offline reading. Uh, Chloe Ramos, uh, Image Comic Book Market and Library Sales Manager, has this to say, quote, Image Comics is thrilled to partner with Library Pass in bringing our diverse catalog of comics and graphic novels to libraries and schools across the nation. We are particularly excited about offering our books through Comics Plus because of its innovative, unlimited access model, which we feel is the future of equitable digital library circulation. We've long said that comics are for everybody, and with Library Pass, we can really bring everybody comics with no waiting and no holds list, unquote. Uh, I have never heard of Library Pass or Comics Plus until I came across this story. So I went to downloading it, and it was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Thank you! Thank you! (laughs) Uh, Jinx, by the way. (laughs) Um, It's its own app. It's uh, a library access app. You just have to connect to whatever your local library is, and if they have... uh, a connection with Library Pass, 
you're in. Uh, I can tell you Las Vegas, Clark County Libraries have it for sure because I got right in, and it is a treasure trove of non-Marvel and DC comics. So super loads of independent comics, and of course all of Image now is on there. And like it says, it's just... It's like subscribing to your any subscription service, where like if you get Marvel Unlimited, you then also have all the Marvel books. Well, here it is, except it's Image and it's free and it's the library. So get in on it. It's pretty damned cool. Does it require you to have like a library card or um, what? Well, here's the thing. I thought it would. Uh, it didn't for me. I just had to pick my library and boom, I was in. <laughs> so. I don't know if that's something they have to fix in the future or not, but as of right now, I didn't need it. How is the comic reader? Is it just a PDF scan or is it is it a panel? It's it's not by panel. It okay. is a full page, so you do have to zoom in on the individual panels. So better than your average PDF scan. It is uh, its own app mm-hmm. reader, but uh, it's not as nice as say uh, Comicsology or the Marvels Unlimited. Uh, but it's serviceable. Yeah, it, it it works and it will get you comics get you so immediately comics. to your phone or pad or however you read it digitally right. computer. So, uh, and I'm guessing it goes without saying you're also getting every other book that that's on Library Pass. Uh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wait, books without pictures? I know. How dare you, sir? How dare? <laughs> How can you even have them? Although I have to say, as far as audiobooks and getting books for my Kindle from the library, Libby is still number one. I goddamn love Libby. <laughs> I live by Libby. Uh, that's where I read. Uh, Slaying the dragon. That's great. <laughs> so I can go to the library without having to go to the library and be all around library people. I love it. Right. Yeah. Oh, my dude. It's changed my library life. Oh, yeah. I remember once, uh, I was, I was, when I was still living over here with Jeff, uh, the uh, internet went out, so I had to run over to the library. Mm. What a strange smell you discovered. Yeah. What? But... But then, how do you hang out with your friends at the at the table? And then somebody comes across some stupid, lame ass joke that everyone starts to get the giggles at. So you have to run off into different corners of the library until you settle down, and then come back and start the giggle fest all over again, and have to run off before the librarian. Get, that sounds really specific. This somebody is very is oddly dealing specific. with something. What are you? I'm just, I'm just saying. Are you just working through some things here? Wow. Maybe, could be. You know, forty years later. <laughs> This is a red light, green light. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. They're gonna make this shit anyway. Oh boy. It's what? been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, where's that where's that vampire pitch? All right, I bring this production meeting of Dunright Productions to order. I've got four more pitches here. We got to decide one of them. Each one of you gets one green light, and one or more of these may be fake. They're all fake. The titles are... <laughs> don't, don't give away the punchline. <laughs> the titles are Crystal Lake. Fake. Sausage Party. That was already made. That was already made. The Wicker Man. Again, already made. These are TV series, not the movie. Oh, yeah. no. And Skin 4. <laughs> okay, already gross. <laughs> we'll start with the first one. Oh. Crystal Lake Peacock. 
announced it has handed down a straight-to-series order for an expanded prequel series to Friday the 13th slasher franchise titled Crystal Lake. The project hails from Pushing Daisies and Hannibal creator Brian Fuller, who will serve as writer, showrunner, and executive producer. A24 is also on board as executive producer with Mike Toberoff and Victor Miller, screenwriter of the 1980 original. Fuller teased that the show, quote, will absolutely be recognizable to the hardcore Friday the 13th fans, but will also have an appeal to people who are simply interested in top-shelf TV storytelling, unquote. The 42-year-old franchise, which helped usher in the slasher boom of the 1980s, now encompasses 12 big-screen titles and almost a half billion dollars in the worldwide box office. So what do you think of prequel series Crystal Lake? Is there an antique shop involved where they have to go and retrieve uh, old... That was a great series and had nothing to do with Friday the 13th. I still don't know why they even used that as its title. But it was a good show. What's your thoughts? I don't know enough about it. I mean, is it just well, going to be like little Jason running around there, stabbing at animals? Or what? There is the question, isn't it? What it, is what is a prequel series to Friday the 13th? It's his mom, Thursday. It's his mom beating him to death. On, on a Thursday the 12th. Yeah, yeah. On Thursday the 12th. Every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the season one end with the drowning? Is that... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kid plays hockey and... Crystal Lake when campers go wild. <laughs> I'm just not that big a Friday the 13th fan, so I just... All right, let's see how it fares against Sausage Party. The raunchy 2016 animated comedy movie Sausage Party is getting a series spinoff at Amazon. The movie was written by Seth Rogen, Kyle Hunter, and Evan Goldberg and was based on a story by Rogue Goldberg and Jonah Hill. The new spinoff series is titled Sausage Party Foodtopia, and Rogan is returning to voice the lead character, along with fellow returning castmates Michael Sarah, Kristen Wiig, David Krumkholtz, and Edward Norton. Rogan and Goldberg issued a joint statement about the project, stating, Film used to be a superior art form for television, and we humbly reached the pinnacle of what could be achieved with our film in our remarkable opus, Sasha's Party. But now that film is completely dead and TV is the forever king of entertainment, we've decided to continue the epic adventures of our culinary crew in the soon-to-be legendary televised masterpiece, Sausage Party Foodtopia. It's got all the heart, double the puns, and triple the food-on-food sex. In other words, it's exactly what the world needs right now, unquote. So what do you think of Sausage Party Foodtopia? I never saw Sausage Party. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, that's good. Not here. Is it? I can find it free, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, is it worth a sequel? No. <laughs> We're talking TV, though. Here we go. TV, more food on food action. Recurring yeah. characters. <laughs> but it's food. Don't they just go bad? On food. Oh, they <laughs> go bad. <laughs> they go way bad. Talk about your meat monster. <laughs> All right, that goes against The Wicker Man. Andy Serkis is turning The Wicker Man into a TV series. Misfits and War of the Worlds writer Howard Overman has penned the script. Originally starring Edward Woodward and Christopher Lee, Hardy's original has become a horror classic. It follows police sergeant Neil Howell, who journeys by seaplane to the remote Hebridean island of 
Summer Isle. Wow. To in- <laughs> what? Yep. It's, boy, two hours in. It happens. The devout Christian is dismayed to find the islanders paying um, homage to the pagan Celtic gods of their ancestors. <laughs> this is it, everyone. He's breaking. He's dead. <laughs> He's gone. The devout Christian is dismayed to find the islanders paying homage to the pagan Celtic gods, Celtic gods Celtic. of their ancestors. The Boston Celtics. And all hell breaks loose. You bet it does. Oh, bird. Having been remade for the big screen in 2006 for a feature starring Nicolas Cage, talk of reimagining the, 20, uh, the 1973 classic for TV has been going on for some time. I want to get an air horn and blast it every time you flub a line. Oh, we will have a show at that point. <laughs> It'll just be noise. The Wicker Man. Should it be a TV show? No. No. Not no. the bees. Yeah, what's it going to be? Like, like what's uh, it be? Sacrifice of the Week. Yeah, what's it going to be? Sacrifice of the Week? They're just getting a new guest star in every every week. It'll be, you know, that's the way they keep the budget down. It's like, <laughs> just going to work for a week. We're just going to burn you. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah, really? we, we built all these Wicker Men. We yeah, have yeah. to use Tom, them. Tom Wilkes. Uh, 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 oh, God. See, it's contagious. Uh, wow! Now they they, they, they could have done something cool there and like meshed in like the Burning Man festivals. You know, they do. They, that, would that be cool? <laughs> it was in my head for a second. <laughs> it's not anymore. All you had to do, all you had to do to dismantle that argument was say, "Was, was that going to be cool?" <laughs> I thought about it. Just... No, they're not all winners. Well, I mean, I mean, the good news is Britt Eklund's still alive, and she's only 80 years old. So there you go. Will Circus be that- doing motion cap as the Wicker Man? <laughs> yes, he will. All right, be. okay. All right. I'm in. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a reimagining with the Wicker Man as like a Celtic the, superhero, like an antihero. Like, the the like, Wicker Man comes to the island and has to solve the murder of what's going to happen inside a, of him. Oh, it's a procedural. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that worked for Lucifer. <laughs> it actually did. Well, work it for did. Lucifer. Six yeah, seasons. <laughs> and finally, Skin Four. HBO Max is developing Skin Four based on Skin Max. I can't wait to hear based this on, shit. on the book by Nathan Fredrickson. In the sleepy town of Tri Pines, people have been going missing for the past forty-five years. Grady Sims, the new owner of Tri Pines Golf Course, came in and began to clean up the course after fifty years of being vacant. While dredging the fourth hole water hazard, the company that was... <laughs> the what? Oh, laughing. The what? <laughs> the company that was hired, Mean Green... <laughs> A fourth hole water... You got me lost, me. That fourth hole water hazard. Oh, yeah. That's what you call your ass. It's oh, moist. Yeah. It's moist. We're going to... We're going to dredge that fourth hole. Oh, <laughs> mean Green Goldstein and Sons found these. <laughs> mean Green Goldsteins and Sons? Yeah. Oh, Dredging that fourth hole. <laughs> they can find the fake one, folks. <laughs> found the usual items. Shopping. Uh, saw, found unusual items. Shopping carts, some old appliances, and an old VW bug. In the trunk of the VW, almost mummified by the chemicals and dirt, was the skin of 16 people who had been deemed runaways or dead and missing. This is the story of that case. It's been dubbed, oh, I miss, it's dubbed for skin, not skin for, for skin. Hold this, on, uh, HBO the skin, not bones, just skin. Just skin. Oh, F-O-R-E skin. Is that? 
But with a space. It's like, it's like golf. Like <laughs> no, I like where you're going with that. It's foreskin. Thick. It's thick with foreskin. <laughs> this HBO miniseries will air in, air in 2023 and no official start date. And the director's cut will be foreskin. <laughs> the director's cut. Yeah, the director's cut. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it really called skin? Four? No, it's called foreskin. Oh, I was, I was like, what, the, what happened to skins one through three? And the Wicker Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sausage Party, and Crystal Lake. Which do you lay your green light on, gentlemen? They are all awful. I'll give it to Sausage Party. All right, just cause. <laughs> Matt goes for Sausage Party. Balarg, where you put yours? They're all awful, but I will put my money toward Crystal Lake. All right. Sausage party for the win. They're <laughs> all awful, but I will do Wicker Man just to see 80-year-old naked Britt Eklund. What? <laughs> Dude, that was nowhere in the Let me show you the, the internet pitch. one day. <laughs> that was not in the pitch. What the fuck is the internet? Oh, but it might be. Ed K. Foreskin. Foreskin. <laughs> of course. Just because. Let's hope a series writing is thick and deep. <laughs> and uh, which of these do you think are fake? Uh, Vlarg. Foreskin. Is that the only one? Yeah. All right. Matt. Foreskin and uh, Wicker Man. Michael. I think you were right when you said they're all fake. <laughs> like, I'm going to say all of them. All of these are <laughs> they're fake. They're all fake. They're all fake. All right. There's a vote for all. How about you, Biggs? I think they're all fake except Crystal Lake, which I believe I have also read a story about. So, All right, that, Jeff. Other than that, I'm right. Sorry, you know, he, he said it last. Yeah, I said it last. So, yeah, uh, all of them but Crystal Lake are fake. And Kay. Actually, I'm I'm in the boat with Steve on Crystal Lake. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. I think I think Crystal Lake is the one real one because I seem to remember reading something about that. All right. Well, we're passing Sausage Party. That got the most green, so that one's going forward. <laughs> the fake one, Foreskin, was sent to us by <laughs> Pat Spurl. Big surprise. Thanks for making me laugh, Pat. <laughs> That's uh. Ooh. You know, it wasn't so much the uh, the punchline as Mean Green Goldstein's son was <laughs> my big roadblock. <laughs> we all enjoyed dredging the fourth uh, dredging the fourth hole. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. The water hazard. hazard. The water hazard. Yeah. And the other fake one this week was none of it because all the rest of them are real. Oy. Crystal Lake, Sausage Party, and, and Wicker Man are all in some form yeah, of they're development. They're too lame to be fake. You'll, you'll get your eighty-year-old titties after all, there, Steve. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You keep him. Mm. Oh my. Have you seen Pearl? Person? Yeah. <laughs> Professor, have you seen Pearl? I've not seen Pearl yet. Pearl and then X. Well, X and then Pearl, I think, is the chronological order to watch it. No, yeah. the release date version of the way to watch it. Right. X well, what are we talk, talking about? What are you talking about? Are there 80 year old Those, those who know, processes? know. Yeah. Okay. You get to see your. your those who your know. saggies. <laughs> Those who know know, and if you don't know, I don't want to be know. thankful. Be thankful you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
blissful. And I want to thank all of our Kofi members. This time we're going to highlight our footlong chili dog tier two members: Mike M, Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Hydebreyer, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, and Minty Scoop. And of course, our tier four members: King Vol, David T, David Farrar, uh, sorry, Deb T, and David Farrar, Atomic Gumby, J.R. Conkle. Congratulations, Gumby, on winning the Batman Hush book. And our Tier 5 members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Matt Martron, and Glumley, and of course, King Vald for your one-off donation. Once again, this week, he has a new member in his family, and he's still still given. What a, what a glorious person. And uh, you, listener, thank you very much. A special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. It's called The Burning Light. And you can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And our red light, green light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Froyog Softserve. You can find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, you, dear listener. And if you want to know more about our Kofi tiers and rewards, you can go to ko-fi.com slash geeksock and learn more. And it's geeksock. Geek <laughs> Why don't we sell geek socks? Yeah. Yeah, it shock, gives you something sock? to masturbate into. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're too crusty. Until <laughs> <laughs> next week, I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Moist monster meat lard. <laughs> Dredging my fourth hole. And Professor Biggs. We'll talk to you next week <laughs> in Geek. And thank you, Jake and J.R. Conkle, for your ads this week. And, and thank you, Pat, for foreskin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for giving us the term uh, dredging the <laughs> fourth hole water hazard. <laughs> so, how was your date last night? Did you Ooh, dredge uh, the fourth hole water hazard? I, I did, uh, related to that, I did sign up for the Geek Shot Christmas Exchange. So, um, Related to that? Yeah, so good luck, everyone. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, boy. Geek I should do that. Last everybody. time I did it, I I, uh, I gave away a, a banana costume, and I got a uh, severed head. Oh, there you go. Is that right? That's nice. Is that right? There you go. Yeah. I think that I think last time we did that, I gave away one of our scripts to the couchman that was signed by all of us. Oh, yes. The, yeah, yes. So. Yes. Yep. Uh, is it the whole point of the... Oh, oh! So it's it. There's no wish list for the gift exchange. You just get a name and send them something. Yeah, yes. It's, it's a twenty-five dollar max uh, that you can oh, spend. Oh wow! That's you a... really went all out on that script. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you get to answer a question like, oh, what, like, what are you looking for? And I said, Torgo's head on a pike, and ah. I, I, I got one. Well, <laughs> I. I have you seen that, Matt? I've never seen that. No. See what? Torgo's head on a pike. I haven't seen it. I yeah. I got Is a it feel if I did, I would. Or Jeffrey Hunter, or Bruce uh, Greenwood. Oh, he's doing the the. Oh, do, he's doing the actor thing again. I watch dropping Star Trek. names. I watch Star Trek and read actual books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> this is a geek show for the illiterate. Come on. <laughs> Oh, all right. Really? Wait, people Whoa. look at the pictures. Oh, wow. I should have I known. Deb's gone. Yeah. Deb's gone, and Barry makes the move. I don't yeah. sign the name on that. Yeah, uh-uh. change everything. She's not here to fight me. Change everything. Yeah, but her friend she's is. Not, she's not even going to listen. <laughs> She'll never know. No one witnessed this at all. <laughs> Steve stole her and credit. Yeah, but that was to be expected. Yeah. I do that. Fever yeah. is expected. Yeah, and, right? and he's going back to California for a while. He's safe for at least yeah, a really. few weeks. Yeah. He hides. <laughs> in the the <laughs> fourth hole water hazard he hides in it well 
You know? Oh, yeah. No. It's moist. With lots of skin in the trunk. <laughs> Steve likes to hide his moist monster meat in his fourth hole water hazard. I love that Matt caught the thing that what was left was their skin. <laughs> oh. No bones, just the skin. <laughs> well, when, when you were like in the trunk, they find 16, and I'm like, 16 what? <laughs> and then you were just like skins of people, and it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then Matt's all like, wait, no bones? I, I will say, of all the pitches that I read, that was the one you were all most interested in. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I'd phrase it that way, but it well, certainly least, caught our attention. Yeah, it commanded your attention. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly you with a giant well, red face and veins popping out of your forehead. Dude, mean, yeah, green, crying. gold, well, when I when, and when I start laughing and can't breathe, it's a whole adventure. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Four. Skin. No. 